Salutations, nerds. Sorry for the delay. I just had some two loose dogs in the yard and I got worried about all my birds. So <laughs> a little discombobulated. Uh, but welcome. This is Token Minority Report here on Unsafe Space. Uh, I don't actually have any sort of intro plan, so I'll just uh, bring on my co-host who decided to return this week. I mean, I know who was here last week, but officially she's back. She... Uh, it, it took, you know, a lot of groveling and crying, but eventually I convinced her. So she's uh, she hasn't abandoned me forever yet. Uh, so my co-host, the light of my life, Alex Maselli. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> your shyness is what makes you so great. And that's what's so endearing to me is your discomfort. <laughs> discomfort. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, I have this red light and I'm like, do I even need it? Because I feel like sometimes your intro like just makes me blush because I'm like, what the hell is she saying? <laughs> well, see, that's what, yeah, I never wear like any, I've talked about it before, like face makeup because I just naturally have like rosy cheeks. I don't know if I have like rosacea or something, but like in the sun, uh, if I get, I get flushed really easily and it's just like my state of being, so. Oh, whatever. Uh, hello, Jillian, and hello, Jean Ellis. Welcome. The geese, the geese are doing well. I've got a little baby goose who's a week and a half now. Um, so she's so big, and I was just telling Alex beforehand that I'd want to show her, but they're always wandering around outside. So if they, once it gets dark, if they come to bed, I'll go. I'll run and grab her. The parents get a little bit upset though, so I can only keep her away for so long. Um, and Jillian says, big hype for Uncharted. <laughs> oh, is there a lot of big hype for it? I don't know. I, I did watch it. Um, so that's, we're going to talk about Uncharted tonight. We've got a few different mini videos and stuff. And then we're going to talk about Day Shift, the Netflix movie with uh, Jamie Foxx and uh, Dave Franco. And who mm -hmm. else? Other people. Uh uh, oh, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Yeah, I was like, what's he doing? But we'll wait. We'll get to that. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, hi, Nanya Business. I thought you were already here. Sorry that we didn't wait. Oh, I guess I'll put these on screen because who knows if we're going to get deleted later. Uh, <laughs> Johnny Boy, hello. So, um, yeah, what was I? I don't have any idea what I'm doing tonight. I'm so discombobulated after those dogs. But I... Oh, I guess before we get into Uncharted, I wanted to continue a topic that you weren't here for last week because you abandoned me. Um, but uh, the I was watching, I've been watching Riverdale season six, and I was continuing another episode or two earlier today. And it just, it's so weird. Like they're in such a magical thing, multiple dimensions, superpowers and everything. I love it because I love when shows kind of get like weird over the years it reminds me of like Boy Meets World not to the same extent but like in the later years one Eric Matthews just gets crazy like he, <laughs> he starts off as like the cool brother and then he gets he's a little dumb and then they just like go full in on how like he's so stupid and he's like crazy and there's the one episode where he's I forget he's mad at Topanga and so he <laughs> keeps like or I think she beat him up in his dream or something so he keeps trying to like be able to take her down but so he like <laughs> he hides as the couch cushions that's sitting under her and like there are different things where he hides and one is inside a painting in the wall <laughs> oh my god like, 
this isn't even like physically possible so they just like distort reality and i so i love when you know it's like season seven or something like yeah you know like you're toward the end we'll just have some fun so i really like when that happens um what is this streamer link popped in says chat <laughs> oh is that you yeah that's me oh okay like, <laughs> there's secret things okay so we could do it this way it's Can hard you to read, read that though <laughs> Not really. yeah are you able to like zoom in or <laughs> wait mm -hmm. if i just have us to the side how do i do this uh oh no. <laughs> do i do it well no i don't want that how do i spotlight <laughs> I don't know how to just select one to yeah oh god why is this doing that again just oh wait no maybe I can move it can I move it yeah okay, okay. <laughs> we can have chat but it's huge <laughs> um news layout what does this do I'm just trying different layouts it does nothing yeah. okay uh, <laughs> okay. I that would be worth like trying, <laughs> but I like it's. There's not a lot of options with. Uh, I know. Okay. Well, I guess if people really care about chat, they can zoom in. I'll just leave it like <laughs> because it doesn't affect us at this point. So. Yeah. <laughs> I figured I'd try. Yeah. All right. I'll leave it there. That's fine. It's just so. Like, did we just enter an alternate reality where? The chat now exists as like a personification. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so, so the Riverdale. There uh, again, it's super weird, and I just wanted to uh, reference. We talked, Coley and I talked about last week, uh, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and how terrible of an ending that was. Just full spoiler spoiler alert to all of the stuff, everyone. Um, <laughs> but she, at the end of Sabrina, she dies. She dies a very pathetic death because what she's what kind of yes. response is that after Sabrina Teen no oh my god no what <laughs> I like yeah. I haven't watched it but I'm not going to now oh, and like, it's pretty woke too I mean like they're a little bit it's okay because it's like oh it's a feminist thing and then so it just gets it gets a little bit more heavy-handed a bit but um but at the very end so there's like minors that and, and Harvey or something like they're they're in I don't remember if they were just if it collapsed or they were in another dimension or something I, I, I don't remember that part but so she's using like every all the other witches are are and warlocks um are like using her body as they're like cutting her to bleed her out to cast this spell to save them I guess they're in a dimension or whatever um, and it brings them back and she's slowly dying and just like saying goodbye to everyone and then dies. And I was like, it, it, the same thing with Supernatural's ending too. That's why I hate them both pretty equally because it was like, if you're going to kill off a character, at least make it cool. Like make it epic. Instead of a, a, a Dean and Supernatural dies by just getting impaled on rebar and uh, with a really pathetic thing and then uh, and Sabrina bleeds out. So she's not even doing anything cool. She's just lying there and dying. So I was really upset by that and I've hated it since then. But season six uh, retcons it because like at the end they show her in the suite hereafter which is heaven and then her boyfriend Nick um, commits suicide by like drowning himself in the ocean and uh, and goes to be with her and uh, so then so then they see him together and get together at the end they retconned is that actually he sacrificed himself and was trading places with her so they were able to resurrect her and she's back 
to life now. So she is on Riverdale and they have to, because all the supernatural things that are going on. Um, but I was like, okay, that makes me, hate. I mean, I, I think it's a total afterthought that I, people probably <laughs> just hated the ending. And so you're retconning later on to say like, actually, she was still alive. We just, whatever. But uh, so I was happy to see that. And, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, season six is just so, crazy with all the the supernatural stuff but i love it and i mean again it's the like guilty pleasure the 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 cheesy drama and everything too though but like now that it has all like the the magic stuff i'm like okay this is what i wanted from season one so i'm glad we're finally here um (laughs) uh what is this age oh i was reading it gene ellis should i still put these up (laughs) even though i'm just gonna put double chats up (laughs) That way, if we have to delete it, you get multiple chances to be able to see what's going on in chat. <laughs> so yes. everyone in chat needs to say like important things here. Make it make it count. Can you go on YouTube with your phone while broadcasting? Who like just I ask? Mean, I mean, I mean, when I when I live stream for my channel, I have it up on my phone so mm-hmm. I can interact with chat if I have to really quickly because it's a lot faster than going over to my other computer. But I also have the other computer has it up and that's how I'm broadcasting the chat to StreamYard. Yeah. (laughs) I'm still just going to keep doubling up. This is how I like to back up all of my files too, is do it. That's what I was trying to do earlier today was clean out my computer and my hard drives because I just like multiple times back up everything because I get worried. Like, well, what if something happens to this folder on the same drive? Let me copy it like three different times over the month. (laughs) So So G... That's actually makes a good point about Riverdale. So does the woman come back to life and her and the person she loves is dead? Yes. Yes, I mean, like, that sucks. But (laughs) in Riverdale, she briefly gets to be reunited with him because she's there now more of a necromancer, which, and she, uh, to bring back, because the multiple main characters died earlier in the episode. Again, (laughs) they've died different times throughout the season and different universes and uh so she i didn't know so, riverdale was quite so uh crazy <laughs> mostly this season it like, <laughs> last se- season five was really boring like each previous season had like a mystery or something weird where it was like oh is this going to be supernatural and it's not and like serial killer mystery stuff like so it's been cool in that regard outside of the like i'm 16 and i've started like three different businesses and like they had like everyone doing that where they're and parents if they were involved, they were bad guys. So there was just like, no one cared about like actually really raising the children. And they're all like, just really uh, entrepreneurs in a lot of different ways. Um, but now this is like seven years after high school. So they're adults and it makes oh, a little okay. bit more sense. That's, that's but, better. Like, but, I know I've seen people complain about that show being for kids and like maybe presenting too much sex or something. I don't know. Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'd say it's about high school kids, but it's, I wouldn't say it's for kids. Like I'd say it's for older teens, but there's definitely a lot of sex, which again, it's like, where are the parents that they're just like, oh, we slept together. Now let's go take a shower together. I'm like, you're, just, you're like 17. <laughs> oh, where, like, how just, are they able to have sex in a place that they have access to a shower? I would think they're just like in ha- homes. Yeah. And like, and apparently yeah. the parents just aren't like, you know, listening or anything or they're quite, I don't, I don't know. It was just kind of. Again, a lot of the parents were just bad guys. They're doing stellar, like they're busy too, I guess, um, or or like 
what is it, easily manipulated like the betty cooper's mom is it's like this season two like she's by the bad guy who's like the supernatural bad guy who's like has persuasive powers and, and i was just like aren't you the couple of the characters like aren't you guys tired of just being uh, you know uh controlled by others all the time though like because she get, falls into like a cult in a previous season she just uh, like, it kind of makes sense like her personality is just sucks though too so she's so susceptible to all these things but it's like you think eventually you might grow more as a person and and you know, be able to fight this off but instead you just end up being like she's kind of a karen i guess you could get oh, God. the essence of like being a karen but uh Yes, season six is just so ridiculous. And uh, so Sabrina gets her her love back um, briefly when she's trying to resurrect Archie and Jughead and everyone who died earlier in the episode. And she comes back; he comes back in Jughead's body temporarily, so they get to hang out for a bit. But uh, you know what's yeah. kind of funny? Uh, I used to read the old Archie and Jughead and all those the 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 actual comics. Yeah, yeah, I loved them. I thought they were so much fun. And silly, they were pretty awesome. But I, when I saw Riverdale, when I saw the trailers for it and everything when it first came out years ago, I was like, "What is this CW Dawson's Creek shit?" And then someone at work told me, "Oh, it's it's about those Archie comics characters." And I was like, "What?" Very loosely, <laughs> like in name only. Because- <laughs> They do like the the love triangle thing where they just take and like they have like similar appearance with like Archie's red hair, so, but that and then Jughead's dark hair. But it's like yeah, <laughs> and, and never he doesn't even wear he doesn't wear the crown. He just wears like a little beanie though. Except yeah. when season six when they sent him when he dies and goes to the afterlife, then it's it's the way the Archie comics are though too. So everyone's oh, dressed in like the old style and he has like his little crown and all. So it's just done like oh yeah, this is Pop's diner, and but it gets so. <laughs> meta in this too because does he ever try to eat really large sandwiches he eats a lot of burgers but i don't think he eats a large sandwich but he (laughs) they end up getting like they get meta with the comics they talk like the comics exist in the alternate reality like of river vale and then they just like so then he's reading the riverdale comics that changed to river so it's just like he's reading what's (laughs) happened throughout their entire thing like what is going and this and it started with Season six started with episodes one through five were in Rivervale in this alternate reality where Archie, again, a lot of spoilers here, Archie dies in the first episode by being sacrificed by the entire town. Like it just gets like, there's a devil in it. Like they just went full in on all of these like weird uh, like horror stories for each episode. And then it like tied it in with the with the end of season five because there was a bomb that was going off and it's like, that's when the reality split up. So it's really convoluted. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like a lot of fun to see all of the craziness and the magic. But uh, hello, G-Man. Welcome. Um, Ask, did you to watch any more of the Terminal List after your review of episode one? And what did you think if you did? We're going to do eventually a full review once it finished the season. And I, I think I've only watched episode two so far. I got, I, I'm, I'm further ahead. So, eventually, are you? How far are you in Scream Queens? Because uh, I'm done I with that one. Season one. Okay. I finished season one. I enjoyed the hell out of it, especially that last episode of season one was amazing. Like the, I, I, I don't want to get too far into it, but I like really yeah. love some of its commentary on like new, new feminism. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's what, like as, as, as uh, what's her name? Um. 
what's the actress's name? Uh, Jamie Lee uh, Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. As like super woke and terrible as she is, like her character really does kind of like rag on so like the feminist. Like yeah, they call out. Uh, it's such an inappropriate thing. But yeah, we'll get full into it. Once you finish, I guess, uh, with season two, um, hopefully I'll remember. I'll just have to rewatch the whole thing for like a fourth time. <laughs> so Who completed the poll? I didn't end the poll. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a poll. Yeah, there's a poll up and I'm oh, seeing see that. It. It's, yeah, it's, it's somehow it's done. Who did that? <laughs> How did they do? Oh, I think a mod. Who's a mod in here? Uh, yeah, a moderator had to do it. No one else <laughs> around is a mod. I don't think so. I, it wasn't me. I haven't. I wasn't it's even the touching ghost the ghost of Carter. He's somewhere yeah. around. Yeah, <laughs> he's. Oh yeah, he is there. <laughs> I did my mistake. Sorry, I came here to harass you, and it was a stray click. <laughs> I I called it. Aha! Yeah. <laughs> wow. What did the poll say? I guess you could put it back up again. Everyone, yeah, I'm gonna. Would you, every, like, everyone has like to vote party. again. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It always ends up being people haven't watched the things yet. So I think <laughs> the we just play, play the Carter clip. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Cool it down, 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 my pretty. Bad, bad bitch. Make the bad, bad glitchy. Fine, fine, for fine, for fine, fine, fine. Fine, fine, for fine. <laughs> there. To get back at Carter for ruining everything. <laughs> uh, and Gene Ellis had said earlier too about backing up, oh, backing up files and stuff. Yeah, I've got like multiple hard drives to back up everything because I'm so paranoid. Hello, George. Um, Riverdale Talk is his new favorite podcast. Oh, I forgot. I never watched. I should watch this. Uh, what people. I don't usually watch other people talk about things. <laughs> but uh, at least for like TV shows. Um, oh, maybe I should. I, I forgot I'm doing all these multiple back backups of chat too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you, and We're getting more sensitive about saving this chat. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh yeah, and we'll make sure that everyone knows that Carter boomered this. Uh, yes. Thank you, G-Man, for the suggestion of playing the Carter clip. This is always good to, mm -hmm. good to know. <laughs> Urkel voice. Did I do that? <laughs> oh, oh, Jillian's being sarcastic. Okay, I, yeah, again, I didn't even realize there's a poll there because it doesn't show up on Streamyard. Um, and then no, I, I it doesn't. Think, yeah, Streamyard is not the best. <laughs> But uh, okay, so yeah, everything with Riverdale is ridiculous, and I love it. Um, getting moving into uncharted, moving into uncharted territories. I don't know where my notes are on this. Oh, oh, because I think I took less notes on Uncharted than I did for Dejan. <laughs> so, what did you think of Uncharted? We'll start with you. Okay, uh, it was underwhelming uh, for the most part. Um, I don't know. Like, I felt like Tom Holland and, uh, uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> Why am I blanking uh, Mark on Wahlberg. Name? Thank you. Mark Wahlberg. I was literally just talking about this movie to someone else and I was saying his name. And Mark Wahlberg had, like, no chemistry at all oh. as, like, a, mm. as a duo. And, uh, someone, they, when I was talking to someone about that, they said, okay, is, is Mark Wahlberg had chemistry with anyone? And I was like, well, Will Ferrell. <laughs> Will like, Ferrell, yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, 
yeah, okay, that's fair. But Tom Holland, like most of the time, I'd say chemistry-wise, whoever he's playing off of is carrying the scene. Like Robert Downey Jr., John Favreau. Mm. I don't really think he has all that like charisma. He's like really good at action, like because he's amazing at that with the way he can like flip and do all this stuff. But Does I don't he actually... do with all the actual stunts. Oh, oh my mm. God! He he doesn't do like stunts but the fighting he can do all that okay okay he can do like flips and stuff like that was one of the like famous stories about him becoming spider-man is that like he said to someone should i she's like i think it was chris evans should i flip into the scene and chris evans was like yeah sure do that kid and then he did and and chris evans was just like what the fuck was that because he can do those things he's really yeah. talented oh. with how he can handle his body but i don't actually think tom holland's that good of an actor hmm. and okay so like he's great and also here's the thing too is that the way i know that i don't think of him as that good of an actor is that he was basically the same as peter parker I was going to say is that like I even before the movie that I I asked my boyfriend and I was like, do you think he's just going to be Spider-Man's personality here? And started watching. Yep. Mm -hmm. That first line line out of his mouth when he kicks that guy in the face and he goes, oh, I'm so sorry. That was just a reaction. I was like, that's the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So. I'll say overall, I thought the movie was fun and I have no uh, reference with the games at all. I've never played anything, but, and I forgot that it was based off of a game until one point where I'm like, oh yeah, this definitely looks like video game scenes. <laughs> the, a lot of the action stuff that like, even the jumping on the boxes and stuff in this guy, I guess that's, that's also iconic. And, um, but yeah, I forget later on, there was a part there. I was just like, yeah, this is definitely a video game. You mean the part where they lifted up to 200 year old ships and carried them by helicopter? Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> that part, maybe that part was very video game. I was really, I was really anxious when they were like lifting it away. I'm like, there's no way those ships are not going to make it. Like these historical things are not going to make it there. Like there's too much action adventure in this movie for those, those ships to make it. Was like as soon as hurting. they started lifting them, I was like, well, those things are just going to just gonna collapse. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, how are they even staying together? There's no way. <laughs> and like, and the fact that they did, I was just, and then when it fell in, the one fell into the water, I was just like, well, it's going to sink. Like, that isn't it. Like, it's going to, it's landing hard. It's going to, if it was intact beforehand, it's definitely not now. Now. <laughs> yeah. And, and then sure enough, it slowly started saying like, yeah, good. Okay. Physics work. <laughs> yeah that that part made me laugh so hard because i I was also laughing at the point where the woman's the bad the bad guys said don't put any holes in my ships or i'll kill you oh yeah yeah. whatever and then later on they like shoot grappling hooks at the other ship Uh, yeah and i was like oh does that not count suddenly the one guy had like his machine gun too that shot when he was aiming at and missed and then like shot all over like she's gonna be so mad which by the way i forget her name but she is an actress in uh yeah 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 and i don't remember the actress's name but she is uh an actress in chilling adventures of sabrina and so she played uh, kind of similar I, like kind of a bitch i did when i looked her up i did see that because she looked familiar to me but nothing that she's been in has have i actually seen her in um she but like seem, i think she, i assume she's because she's british in sabrina i assume she's british in real life and i was like everyone's playing american in this movie like tom holland whatever braddock's name is 
Only Mark uh, Wahlberg is American. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I just saw this from Jamie. How am I supposed to simp for Beverly when she brings up a boyfriend every episode? Never said that I was exclusive. So, <laughs> you know? You know? <laughs> uh, but oh, let me think. What, what other stuff happened in this movie? Um, yeah, I for, had forgotten that Mark Wahlberg was going to be in it. So when I saw him, I was, was surprised. I... I agree. I don't think they had much chemistry. And I, I mean, it was like kind of expected though, like the dynamic that it was going to be because he, you know, he's the young, the the young guy with the older, the wiser person with it all. So like you kind of knew what the dynamic was going to be, but um, I thought, yeah, I thought it was fun. I thought like there were, uh, and I liked, I liked the action in it because I was trying to compare them. Like I thought like, oh, maybe I'm just not as into like action movies. It depends on, on, the plot and everything and um but it's also like treasure hunt so like okay like that's always more interesting i was trying to think of uh top gun where i was like this isn't really my movie but i think it was also just not as actiony as i want like because it's more like flying around like, the people are just sitting in there as the planes are <laughs> flying so it's like the planes part is cool but like you don't get to see like fight scenes and stuff as much though and it's not as like quick uh dialogue back and forth so usually it'll be like action comedy is what will get me so like as long as there's like fun dialogue and i thought uncharted did have that um but yeah you're right that they didn't have the best cam chemistry chemistry also <laughs> the all the backstabbing and betrayal it became it was just kind of like all right yes yeah, is expected from like everyone was betraying everyone where it was like it's not a surprise anymore you're just and maybe and that's also the point of it but it was just like when literally everyone betrayed everyone else at different points in time you're like but i guess that that was also the intention because finally uh tom holland's character what's his name we uh, finally learned to not trust the one girl at the end, though, too. And it's like, yeah, like now you're getting it like that. It's <laughs> so I guess that is the intention. But then he ends up tr tr like Sully ends up proving that he is somewhat trustworthy. Yeah. Yeah. So but yeah. but I but just don't trust for long, though, that eventually, you know, he's probably going to end up betray at least in small amounts. I guess it's where you're like, oh, deep down, you have the heart of gold thing. But uh, yeah, it's. I, I don't know, like, yeah, I wouldn't be very trusting, when, especially when it comes to treasure, though, like, anyone who's going after it, like, any, even even Braddock, she was all upset because Mark Wahlberg's character, like, they, they had a fling, and then and then he left her, and it's like, you're a murderer. <laughs> Why are you that upset that, like, someone's gonna leave, like, you kind of need to know that, like, you're not a good person. Like, this is just your job and that like and especially someone who isn't a murderer like he's like you know i have a line somewhere I probably might not like you ultimately yeah well and then like uh, there was that point uh, with antonio bandera's character where he's he, you know uh he's giving a speech on his way to the philippines to the men to oh, mercenaries yeah. and then she and like in the middle of the speech i was like the way he's talking, he sounds like such a jackass. I know for a fact he's about to die. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And I, really good. There's they telegraph really hardcore sometimes when someone is going to die or like they're like, we want you to hate this person right now. We want you to think that they're absolutely useless and not at all helpful. So we're going to kill them, and then you're going to be satisfied that we killed them. And they do that a lot. 
I think I was surprised by that part actually because it was like I knew something was going to happen. I think I just I didn't realize he because I thought he was the big bad, so I didn't actually expect him to die in that moment, and especially by Braddock. So I was actually I might have gasped, um, <laughs> a, a little surprised by that point where I'm like, I think oh, I now saw. you took over, you sighed, like yeah, I sighed. <laughs> <laughs> I the, this is like I there are some movies where uh, I know they telegraph so hardcore what's coming next to me anyway that I sigh every time that something happens that I expect to happen because mm-hmm. oh, I yeah, pissed yeah. off. It's, I'm like, yeah, it's a big heavy sigh again. Like, and then oh, really? the, oh, like in the thing is though is that this is actually kind the kind of movie I would normally enjoy. I like action comedies. I think they're fun and enjoyable. I did not like this one. I thought it was rather boring. Some of the things I think fell flat. Like I enjoyed it enough because I think I had like very little expectations. So when the bar was so low, I was like, okay, this is fun. <laughs> but uh, but I can see if you're like you know like oh I enjoy this genre, and then so you yeah that it, it, and I could see that it, like oh it's not as well done as other things can be. So it did it, it would be considered flat. Yeah, it was it was if it, it did feel feel like a sort of sophomore rick sophomoric attempt at a at an action comedy and i i think it was mostly banking on its uncharted uh audience Mm -hmm. you know the video games the thing is though about that is that it's very hard to please an audience with an adaptation because you have this long history of fans who have all these preconceived ideas of what the genre what the the idea the concept should look like should sound like the pacing of it and all that and and it's hard to live up to expectations it really is and the part of the problem you can do it you can actually succeed in making an adaption that pleases fans you just have to hit the spirit points the tone of the original and you Mm -hmm. you and you can usually Mm -hmm. yeah you can usually please them with that but for one thing like tom holland and 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 mark Wahlberg are a little young like maybe 20 years too young when i was looking at the game yeah i thought the tom holland's game character like i'm like he looks much older (laughs) so again i haven't played or watched the game at all though so and i didn't know mark Wahlberg's character like exists like i hadn't thought about it but i guess they they really did just adapt one of the games because like they had the brother and everything too right so did they they just the full plot of one of the games i that i'm not sure of but what i do like well, for one thing with the brother, I saw the ending coming. When they were, like, first of all, I saw oh, that, yes, oh, yeah. by the way, he's dead. Like, I knew that was coming. And then when they mm-hmm. said, oh, you know, it's after oh. credit scene, oh, he's still alive. Oh, oh yeah, I knew that, too. Right, um, even <laughs> when the flashback when they were kids, though, that was another thing where I was just like, uh, oh, the brother's definitely dead, right? Like, now he's, he's going to be gone. <laughs> like, there's no way that he's going to be Yeah, you got this. that, too. <laughs> That's what, there are certain he's, things. He's, He's like, I'm leaving and you might not see me for a while, but I'm coming back. Never and it's again. like, that's the, yeah. I'm about to never, die. Yeah, never say you're like, I will <laughs> be back here. I'll see you again. Like, no, you won't. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. As far as like, sometimes I can, there are things that I can call even like sometimes subtle stuff, but there'll be like connections that are like, oh, that was super obvious that I, that totally just went over my head. I'll, I've said it before, I think with Detective Pikachu, where it was just like they, and they talked about, 
the bodies like switching like oh like they transferred someone a pokemon to human in a pokemon's body and stuff too and then and like why is pikachu able to talk why is it ryan reynolds voice and then at the end spoiler alert um it ends up being the main guy's dad he was who just like transferred into his body I'm like oh duh <laughs> like yeah of course <laughs> like why did i not think of but then i can call like other things like from the beginning like oh you know any murder no, no, mystery no, no. like you're the murderer like oh, i see that before they get into Sorry. anything like you did it you are the one but uh well i uh calls it yeah i know she she's mad for some reason but um uh i i like the uh pokemon detective pikachu i i think that's a pretty good movie it's it's very uh it's pretty tight actually um uh and that's what he said but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was reading uh, a thing, and I I should have been there, and I wasn't. I was so disappointed with myself. <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, like one of the things though about it is about um, Uncharted, the movie that I don't that is that it's the movie starts with the the airplane sequence with them with the stuff falling out of the airplane and everything and yes. my immediate thought like when it transferred back to them being kids because there's nothing to suggest there's no framing device for that scene at the beginning with the airplane which we're going to get to in like the end of the second act that's how far back is how yeah. far into the movie it is uh and my problem with that was like so you knew this, the beginning of this movie, the, like the first two acts of this movie were going to be relatively boring. And you <laughs> you led with this little clip. There's nothing else before, yeah. Yeah, to try to get us to stick around for into oh, yeah, the- waiting. <laughs> yeah, for the action sequence, the real action. The, you know, the, you know the, those huge action set pieces. And I, I felt like that was kind of pathetic because like, Especially compared to like um, Megamind. Megamind literally starts with him falling in the sky, mm. and he narrates. He's he narrating. Says, yeah. Yeah. He goes, "That's me falling to my death." You might ask why, how I got here, and then he, and then the story starts, and he tells you mm. about himself and everything. And then, at a certain point, you kind of forget about that beginning. You know. Yeah. You kind of forget that it starts with him falling to his death. So, uh, unlike uncharted there's none of that framing from the narrative to like really like through line that action piece opening it was yeah it, it didn't there there was no reason for it to have been there at the beginning outside of like this will happen at some point so stick around exactly uh, yeah. That's what it, it felt like a, a post decision, not mm -hmm. a um, mm -hmm. not a production or a pre-production decision. It's, it felt like a post a, a decision that they they test audiences without that scene at the beginning. Found that people were bored throughout most of the movie, and so they were like in post. They're like, okay, we'll take a section of action and shove it in the beginning. And, yeah. and, we'll, and to get people to be more excited. And uh, that's what it, it felt like to me, so which to me feels clunky. It, it's not yeah, it's not great. Um, but I don't know. Like I, I feel like when it comes to action comedies, Uncharted kind of was not – it was mediocre at best. Uh, I can't – I don't even know. What other action comedy? Can you name a few action comedies? I'm not sure how many I've seen. <laughs> uh, my favorite is The Rundown. 
Okay. Nope. That one. That one. <laughs> we add it to the Beverly. The movies Beverly it's, needs to it's watch. One of my List. favorites. <laughs> the rundown. Hang on. Is rundown one word in that? Yes. Rundown. So it's Dwayne Johnson when he first started getting into oh, acting. Okay. Uh, and uh, Sean William Scott, Zaro Dawson, and Christopher Walken. Ooh. It's a very good movie. Um, it's got some serious moments, but it's got it's very funny. It's got some really great uh, action sequences in it. Some of them don't make sense, but I don't expect action sequences to always make a lot of sense. Um, like I'm I'm okay with some of them not making sense. Like I, I'll laugh about the fact that yeah, the ships couldn't possibly hold up under those chains but i'm not but that's not as big of a deal to me as the fact that they stuck a clunky action sequence at the beginning right or you know they have no chemistry between them like <laughs> that's is not as big yeah 48 hours beverly hills cop these are oh, yeah. those are human and george yeah <laughs> and i haven't seen any of these so that's why like <laughs> i have yeah it's not a genre that i have i guess mm-hmm tended to go out of my way i have seen what was it the uh with with dwayne johnson um the jumanji the new jumanji oh, films welcome to the jungle action action comedy uh because i've seen Pretty those much ones. it is I, I would say so and i actually enjoy that one like i think yeah, it was actually a pretty that. good uh, it was it was it most of its jokes land um it's well, pretty fun welcome to the jungle it, is the second one right of the new films no, no, no. Welcome to the Jungle is the first one. Because the first the original mm-hmm. Jumanji is just called Jumanji. And that's the Robin Williams movie. And then No, Jumanji, I mean there's two new re- two new ones though. Of- two new ones. Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. And I don't remember what the title of is the of the second one. Oh, okay. I thought welcome to okay. Then what's Oh the yeah, name? Rush Hour. That's a really good action comedy. I love that I haven't one. Seen that one. I- <laughs> uh, there's a great outtake for rush hour two because chris tucker keeps calling jackie chan jackie Ch- jackie instead of Lee, oh which is really the character's name and at yeah. one point like don Cheadle is filming with them and he calls mm-hmm. him jackie again and <laughs> and fucking don Cheadle goes his name is lee god damn it <laughs> god only knows how he takes <laughs> <laughs> It was called the next level too for Jumanji. Yeah, the next level. For the next level. And to answer G-Man earlier, he was asking what production uh, Uncharted was. It was uh, it says, where is it? Columbia Pictures, PlayStation Productions, Atlas Entertainment, A2 Productions, released by Sony. Um. Oh my gosh, though, that's funny about Jackie. Ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I think I, I always think it's funny when whenever I don't know if just act, like certain certain people who maybe acting isn't their main thing but then they end up like their first name is just their actual name and it always makes me wonder i'm like is it because you just don't remember what your character's name and it's just easier that way for or maybe i didn't think about the flip side is that maybe it's hard for the other actors they just keep calling because you're just well known enough as you that could be hard to remember kind of ironically um back when jackie chan was a star in asian film before he really when they were just porting his movies over here some of his movies that his his character's name is jackie chan like literally oh, yeah 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 okay 
Yeah. So yeah. It, because sometimes they would do that in, in some of their films or like, it's just the name of the actor. Whatever. We don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because it's an, it was a Jackie Chan film. Like that's yeah. essentially what their thought was, um, which is reasonable. I mean, because Jackie Chan um, was always a really you shut up, amazing <laughs> action star. And then uh, sometimes like, you know, the name doesn't matter or, or, or as much because a lot of times it's more focused on action rather than plot. So it's kind of like, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. You don't even know who this person really is or like uh, you're not attached as much to like their, their story as it is just watching him fight. <laughs> I did watch Black Mask in the theaters. That's that Jet Li movie that was hmm. actually ported from Asia, from a, I can't remember what Asia's, Asian studio produced that one, but it's all dubbed. Because it's it's not in English. It's actually pretty uh, awesome action. I mean, the the woman in it is really hilarious. In a in a like, did you hire like just someone you got off the street? Like <laughs> she she walked by you and you hired her. Like what was that? I mean, it's kind of funny. And even her dub, it feels like the woman they got to dub her felt the same way to me. But it, it's not. <laughs> Yeah, they just grab somebody. <laughs> you know, to to just go into that real quick, it's actually I I've loved when that's happened. Like that happened to me back in college. I had my senior project, and I had uh, and it was silly stuff going on. And I had a scene where in the background of it, there was what was it? I had my my B plot was that there was like a romance developing because I just wanted to do like a visual thing where it was just like you only see these characters in the background of different scenes though to like see their story unfold and I couldn't think at first I was like I don't even know how do I tell a story just visually without like any dialogue and then my my roommate she had to say like you know it'd be a love story like oh yeah love story like didn't never even like cross my mind that like love stories are easier so in one of the scenes I had uh I think the the guy got the love interest like he got it was getting mugged and then the girl though like jumps on the guy's back like the mugger's back it's like there's how we have this whole like action scene behind it but up front the main girl is like talking to like a beggar and he was asking for change and she's all upset so she's like telling her whole life story and he's just like never mind I don't even I don't even like I don't care anymore <laughs> so he's like I don't want your change uh, <laughs> But but the guy who was playing the beggar, it was going to be my friend, and he bailed at the last minute. So I'm like, I need someone to fill in this role. And I was in my in the school and like going through the stairs. It was an eight floor building, so we were like going nine floor, and we were going down the stairs. And I just happened to see a guy in the stairwell, and I was like, Hey, do you want to be in this film? Like, do this? And he said yes. And I found out later on he was a stand up comedian. Too. Like, he did that <laughs> on his side. So like, no wonder he said yeah. I'm like, that was such like perfect timing to just like ha- I've never I'd never talked to this guy before. I think he worked down. We called it the Cage Cave where we got all our like film and and audio equipment and stuff. But but it was just like I had no idea who he was. He was just someone there. I was like, yeah, like he could. Can you play a beggar for me? <laughs> like some homeless guy, and. uh yeah, so I just I loved his and my my it was my senior project and it was about an improv club. So I loved his yes and to my asking him to help out though. So that was really nice. So sometimes it works out for people who are grabbing people off the street, but uh, it's risky. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Um, <laughs> I I don't know that. I mean, I've never been in that kind of situation. I did theater, but I I. I directed, scripted things. <laughs> yeah, scripted, and I I 
I was mostly the script writer. I was only the the actor or the director like a few times. I did not I I did not like actually like I was like I was like here's a script and like they would say, "Oh, do you want to um do you want to do rewrites for us?" No. <laughs> Bye. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was my attitude. And I am kind of like I do have a published play and I'm pretty hands off like people shit want to change things they do have to contact me for the most part they're supposed to legally contact me to ask me if they want to change uh, anything why and i you oh go ahead no what were you gonna ask why do you say no like what or what were the reasons why they wanted script changes oh it's just because it's just something they they need to ask if they want any changes they need to basically they have to involve the playwright that's legally required um, but, and you just didn't want to be the one to like do this change, like if they needed it, and you're like, no, you if they needed it, and like I will approve or disapprove or disapprove of changes to my scripts, but I'm not, I'm not gonna like really. If I'm, I will workshop with someone, but like it when it comes to like actually, there's a point where I feel like I'm done. I'm not going to, uh. I'm, I'm not doing any more. Like essentially, because it's stupid for me to keep going back to a project. Like this is like especially like the play I have published is like almost it's 15 years old now yeah. more than it's more than 15 years old now. There's no reason for me. Like I, I'm not in that same mindset. Hell no. Oh. I can't do a rewrite for that. <laughs> I feel like I might be interested if someone did like, Oh, like what, what, how would I write this now? Would I change it? And I'm just, I'm wondering if that would, cause I have like plays that I've written back in high school, even, at one point when I was in Chicago, my aunt, she was still like, she's a drama or English teacher and drama teacher and stuff too for the clubs. And this, she asked me to write the senior class play. That's right. That's what it was. And I, and I t- actually got paid for it too. So that was fun. Oh, but I, like, nice. I, I took one of her sh- like short scripts that we had done like years before. And like, I made it into like an hour and a half, two hour play. And, uh, uh but I, I remember like writing like a, three different endings because I just there was it was like a romance thing but I got a little bit like uh progressive in it too because it, <laughs> it was playing off of like the one guy like seemed really gay and stuff too and at the end or like or I made like the main girl like say that she because what was it sorry it's been so long since so, like there was the nerdy friend sidekick who was in love with the main girl and at the end he like declares her love and then so like one of the endings was that that she was gay so she's just like oh i'm not interested but that's not great for my small t- <laughs> christian <laughs> town, I was, like, probably not gonna be okay with that so then i wrote like backup ideas too where it was like oh she's actually just already dating the other guy who you thought was gay this whole time though but like they're together and, and i think there's some other ending too but i just and my aunt was confused i was like just pick your ending because i was like i just didn't know which one was going to be acceptable for this but i have a yeah i have a one act i wrote three different endings for i did do that once because the first ending i wrote I don't know where, like, it was a comedy, like a sex comedy, and then mm-hmm. it, and then the ending comes out of left field where they all end up with an STD, and it and I was, and I was like, wow, that is not comedy, and I threw that <laughs> one away. And I, so I wrote another, I wrote another ending, and I was like, eh, I could do better. Like, this isn't, this isn't great. Because what it, like, what it is is that like a couple starts having like each of them individually start having sex with the same woman and they don't know that they're doing it. And then like, it was going to be like, what's the big thing that like 
you know, the, like everybody coming out of doors moment at the end. And like, the, like yeah, the, at the end I was like, oh, the STD. I'm like, no, not funny. Okay. <laughs> and then I went to the next one, which was like just the three of them still. And I was like, ah, it's not good either. And then I went, so the third one I had, like the woman, oh, like you hear this, the like, oh, they're having sex. And then uh, you don't see anything, obviously. And then like uh, she, the young woman opens the door and she's not one of the people having sex, but there's three people in bed and it's her boyfriend. And that was the ending I went with. Cause I was like, ha ha, that's, that's the, that's the one that is the most like comedic. And, it, and honestly, it's a very immature, stupid play. It's very, sh it's just a one act, but yeah, everyone in the audience has an STD. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to think like, yeah, like what ending options are there where it's just open the door and there's just a bunch of people and, and yeah, it's like, like a huge orgy. It's the, yeah, it's yeah. the hero gasm from yeah. <laughs> Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that that episode is hilarious, by the way. <laughs> we're talking about the boys, if you guys haven't yes. watched that yet. We were just talking about the penis <laughs> tea the other day. Uh, yeah, we were. Oh gosh, that just makes me uncomfortable. I don't even have one. Well, neither does that guy anymore. And he's dead, so <laughs> Uh, I don't. I think he's got bigger concerns <laughs> than a lack of penis. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have his bottom half of a body anymore either. Yeah. <laughs> That's his, that's his concern. And that's he's awesome. not the only person who lost a penis in that show either, so. Nope. <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. Oh, my God. I saw a meme of Soldier Boy recently with a friend, and my friend paused it on it, and he was like, God damn him. He's so fucking handsome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, Jensen Ackles. Oh, he looks so good as Soldier Boy. Like, yeah. you know, like can we just fangirl out a little bit about <laughs> yeah. Jensen Ackles as Soldier he's Boy? Always look good and everything. Like young and old. Like he's older now too. But like you still look fine. Yes, definitely. I think he does look better actually. Like when he was younger, he was more like Calvin Klein model attractive, and now he's more the like rugged. Older, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. Oh, here I'm like, oh, Ryan Reynolds. I think he's someone who I, I'm like. You're more attractive older now than when I'm watching like younger movies. Like, uh, what's the one? Just Friends. Um, but yeah, I was like, oh, you got such a baby face. Like, you're cute, but like, like now, like you're hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Men get more attractive. Like, even Timothy Dalton got more attractive. Like, oh yeah. Older. I don't remember what he looks like young, but he's definitely attractive now. Yeah, <laughs> he's in his men. 70s. I get more attractive as they get older. And... I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, I'm not gonna like. The thing is, though, is that from a genetic standpoint, that makes sense to me. Like, I because it the same. Like, from the perspective of this man has managed to make it into his 40s and 50s. Uh, and survive like if you're talking about a hunter-gatherer society that's fucking impressive mm -hmm. and so to me like to, to some extent the the react that visceral reaction to older men makes sense from a from a deep-seated evolutionary kind of impulse and why women are not attractive at that age like because of the lack of fertility yeah yeah 
Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I I think I agree with that too. That, yeah. You've made it this far. Like you're you're someone who's surviving as the fittest here. So <laughs> that's attractive. And, yeah. And you don't run out of fertility. So. I had a friend in high school whose dad was 73 years old. We were the same age, and I was I was like, what? Like my dad was older. Like then because he was on his third marriage, but like. You know, I was like 73. God damn, that's impressive. But you, yeah, it, like, uh, what's his name? Theo Vaughn. His dad was really old, too. His, his dad was like in his really, 70s. Yeah. I know that. Uh, well, what's um, I don't remember the ages, but Juliet, who's who hosts a narrative distance, like she she calls herself, what she said, the day. Oopsie, oopsie, daisy, baby, baby is what she calls herself. Um, that because um, her parents were, were were much older when they had her compared to her siblings and stuff too. But I forget the ages. But I want to say like around sixty or something was her her dad was when she was born. Um, so yeah, yeah, like sometimes that happens. <laughs> and I thought I my think- parents were older when they had me, but compared to, <laughs> compared to everyone else around here, because everyone had them young though. But like my dad was like thirty, and my mom was like thirty six. Oh yeah. My dad, my dad started on his kids young, but I was his, I was from his third marriage. So, um, he was in his thirties by the time he had me, I was his, I'm his last kid actually. Mm. Uh, so I'm the, I'm the youngest. Uh, and, um, it's kind of hilarious because personality wise, I'm the most like him. Oh yeah. Well, (laughs) how, Oh, yeah, I wonder how that. I mean, I love the psychology of of like siblings and stuff too, because I remember like learning where if you're like six or more years apart, then you're considered an only child, which I uh, I would be too. I've got three older half siblings, but they're the youngest uh, brother is eight years older than me. So then, but like so psych- psychologically, you'd be considered an only child because you don't have that same like dynamic as far as like yeah. sibling rivalry and all that too. Like you just have like the people who are going to take care of you <laughs> and my I, sister is like 17 18 years older than me oh wow yeah my uh I have one full-blooded sister who is close to me in age so we do count as actual like from the psychological perspective as real siblings and then I have I two calling it full-blooded though that are just yeah. <laughs> instead of half-blood yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and two yes two half-blooded sisters <laughs> Uh, from my dad's first marriage, um, and much older than me. Although one of them was, uh, this is not like I think I've mentioned this before. She was murdered in Mexico, so like my oh. is dead. Yeah, I don't. Think I sometimes so. honestly forget yeah. that that happened. Like it's like it seems like really like salacious news or whatever, but it's to me it's like oh yeah that that happened I forgot about that like I feel terrible that that's how that the like how that information <laughs> sits in my brain yeah but, um, wow. no I don't think you've mentioned I mean that that sound that seems like news to my brain <laughs> to you okay <laughs> it didn't happen that long ago it was only a few years ago maybe oh, wow. that's one of the reasons why I, I haven't processed it completely yet oh yeah oh well I'm sorry about that but yeah I definitely had not Wow. <laughs> Feed my pussy. Uh, it is not time yet. She has to wait another <laughs> hour. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I keep, I'm probably like re- putting up 
uh, comments again because I'm I keep forgetting what the last one was. <laughs> so some of these are going to be shown twice, not or more than twice because we're already, <laughs> because of that. Yeah. We're already having. <laughs> uh yeah 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 and in mexico too yeah she was there illegally in an inverse of what we're used yeah what you're yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) louise yeah um yeah that's unexpected unexpected information yeah (laughs) yeah i mean i also didn't know i had no idea which just reminds me of like michael Jordan, like that. I uh, when I was watching his documentary and stuff beforehand, like I, I was, I needed to make sure that I said the right name because I was scared I was going to say Jackson, um, Michael Jordan, <laughs> fo- the the football, the basketball player. Holy crap, Michael Jordan, basketball player. Um, but I didn't ever realize that his his dad was murdered too. Like, wow, that's a lot to. Oh, that actually reminds me. Did you know that Woody Harrelson's dad was a assassin? No. <laughs> He was what? like a hitman for the mob. It's amazing. <laughs> he confessed at one point in the 80s while he was do- in the middle of a like, coked up LSD standoff with the police to killing JFK. What? <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> he said he killed JFK. And he also said he killed another man while he was in that... Uh, whole thing, and they actually convicted him for killing that man. So uh, it's like, wow. it's a little weird. Yeah, a judge. Yeah, he killed a judge. And, and they convicted him for killing that judge. Paid assassin. I, I thought assassins are paid. I thought assassin is the definition that you are a professional killer. Yeah, you have to be paid. Otherwise, you're just a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that's but this my, is news to Beverly, yeah. Yes, yeah. Every all of this is news to me. <laughs> Although in uh, what's the RPG called? Uh, City of Mist. I played. It was a pre-gen that I like built off of after it, but like the character, pre-generated character. Um, for those of you who are not nerds, um, was a uh, was she, she was like brought back to life in part part. Uh, cyborg though because she had to but uh so she was like an undead cyber a cyborg that had like some like powers and stuff too and then by day so like by night you're like this magical kind of like superhero thing and then by day her job was an assassin <laughs> so I just made all my money killing people so then I just like lived in like this penthouse and stuff too and they were just like got like really silly and but then we're like saving the world in secret and then but I'm like oh I'm just murdering other people the <laughs> side thing I'm being a hero, but I'm murdering others. It kind of that kind of reminds me of Iceman, who was. Uh, I I watched an amazing interview of him. Um, he killed people for the mob, but he also killed people just for the hell of it. Yeah, and like some of like he wait, it's kind of crazy because he's all he's all like. In the interview, people are the guys asking him, "How many people do you think you killed?" He's like, "I don't know, 100, 200 people." And they asked him later again in the, "I don't know, maybe three hundred people." Like the number keeps going up. Like I, he's not completely there. Like honestly, yeah. Well, like, clearly, I would imagine <laughs> someone who's that detached to be able to like just kill and be like nonchalant about it. Like, yeah, you probably have some problems. 
it's a the the Iceman interviews are really interesting to watch, by the way, because uh, he he was severely abused by both his parents as a kid, and um, and like it to me the weirdest part about it is the fact that he worked for the mob as a hired killer and then also was a serial killer because he would it was so crazy because like one time like someone some teenagers cut him off on the road and he was like that's it and he went and he murdered them all and it's like that okay that's road rage a little extreme (laughs) overreaction there But I I always wanted to write a play about Iceman. But then they made a movie about him starring Michael Shannon that looks like shit, honestly. Mm. (laughs) I I don't know. Trying to think of like, okay, people who are going to be hit in in the mob, like you probably, I mean, I'm not surprised if you're just also going to be like a serial killer outside of it. Like if you're cool with killing, uh, I don't know. Or I mean, I'm sure not all of them are. Like you kind of just do this thing where you justify like I have, this is, you know, my duty or family or whatever though to like a part of this uh, biologically or not. But, but then there are others who are like, I just love killing. So <laughs> Do you I know, he's like the meme. Here I go, killing again. Like the thing is, though, is that like Iceman disproves so much of the psychological bullshit they have about serial killers. They're like, oh, they oh, really? always kill in the same method. They always kill in the same area. Uh they their first kill is always personal. Like they have all these fucking theories. <laughs> these. And they're mostly work for the FBI as profilers, but it's all bullshit. I love criminal minds. Uh, I know. But it, I uh, love what elementary, what they, the way they took it down. They when it when FBI profilers, they're like, you act like serial killers are these amazing intellectual geniuses, so that you can feel so damn smart for taking one down when they're just animals looking for the next kill and it was like oh it's it's pseudoscience i'm sorry like i know it's fun but it's pseudoscience in my criminal justice class which was the first time i watched criminal minds because we played that in high school a few times but uh that was one of the things too where it was just kind of like morally is this okay to even do like profiling because when you're like making judgments about like certain people and behaviors and all that and then not to mention where it's just it's all psychology though too which is a soft science so it's like you at least in criminal minds they acknowledge that too where sometimes they're like oh we got the profile wrong like they're like this they have like different things where like you're it's a probability where like you're most likely that they behave this way or like this caused something or another though but sometimes you're like nope we're totally off like this person i did like that about criminal minds i agree i actually i watched a lot of criminal minds i didn't finish it but i watched a lot of it and yeah you're right and i want to oh go ahead they did do a lot where they said they got it wrong like yeah yeah that they're yeah willing to because but then you also have the drama of that too where it's just like oh like now we need to go and like we hurry because we were at the wrong spot or wrong person or whatever but i wanted to do since this is the pop culture show news 
season 16 of criminal minds is coming like that like they're they're they rebooting it re yeah you know it's called a reboot when you know they're coming they're they're bringing it back um however my favorite matthew ray Gubler is not going to be there so we're not going to have dr spencer read and i'm really upset and i'm kind of iffy on even watching it because like you're the whole reason that i watch even though when i first watched it i hated him like i remember it was like season four episode three or season three episode four i'm like he is super annoying like this guy like his voice like everything about him is just like this really annoying personality and it's just great he, he was my immediate favorite immediately I, just, like, <laughs> I, I hated him and then after a few episodes fell in love with him for like the next how old am i now 14 years uh <laughs> he's awesome wait i love that part where they go into this like trailer where it smells horrible and he's not reacting at all. And they're like, oh, and they're, and they're like breathing through their mouths. And he's like, keep breathing through your nose. The, the, you know, the olfactory sense is the weakest. So eventually it'll, you'll, it'll, your brain will accept it and get over it. And <laughs> I just love how nonchalant he is. It's like in the face of this decomposing body. Mm-hmm. Like he's so focused he was he was my favorite character he just he's one of those i love the characters who just spit out fact after fact they're the trivia people yeah those are my favorites mm-hmm. yeah Almost no I, grew to, I think the episode that i saw was when they went it was actually supposed to be like a libertarian place though too but it was a cult and then they so they had to go in he and prentice went into there and like i don't know i think it was just an episode that he happened to be like kind of annoying like i i didn't because then he's talking about like religious stuff too though and i didn't know him as a character so i'm like i don't know what your whole situation is. it was just kind of like ah, oh, this is annoying and so he's like my least favorite and then just <laughs> changed that and i would have loved him ever since um but uh yeah he and he has an iq of like 186 uh <laughs> i oh. did not like what Oh, I was just to say, George mentioned that he liked the guy from Princess Bride in the first few seasons, Mandy Patinkin. Mandy Patinkin <gasps> left the show because he, he felt like the show was giving him dark. nightmares. Yeah, but then he went on to do what was the other show that he he did another like dark series though too. Was he in Twenty Four or something? Something else though, where it was just like, here's another thing of killers and and stuff though, <laughs> but like. Uh, but he just thought like this is too this is too dark for him and I could see that like just the way his character was too where he was just like so in his head and I'm like yeah as an actor I bet like you take things to heart I bet like this this hits you um, yeah he did go on Homeland Homeland yeah that's it um, the thing is though is that like I lo- one thing I love about Mandy Patinkin if you come up to him and you say my name is Inigo Montoya I'm here to kill you. Like, you kill my father. Yeah. I'm here to, you know, kill you. Like, he smiles. Pre- every- prepared to die. Yeah, be- yeah. He smiles every time because he knows that's his big moment, you know, in the cultural lexicon. Yeah, yeah. He does, everyone like, a lot of A lot of actors and and like musicians they hate they it get annoyed by like oh this is my yeah, this is what you remember i've done so much else like what you're only remembering this thing here but like no like you're iconic like that is the thing yeah. remember like people love that movie and that line is so iconic and so just like be happy that like yeah like you're remembered like people yeah i don't think james earl jones gets mad at people for saying the oh, luke I am your father. Like, I don't, like, you know, or this is CNN. Like, no, people don't get mad. He, I don't think he gets mad. I don't think you should get mad 
that people like literally know you as this thing mm-hmm. that is always going to be remembered that it's it's kind of pathetic to to act that way honestly i was playing i played alan wake it was one of the first games i really played for my channel and alan wake is an author based on stephen king and he is constantly in the game bitching about fans like how much they like him for this one character and i'm like shut the fuck up like the entire time i'm playing every time he gets mad about fans i get mad at him and like you can yeah. see me losing my fucking shit exactly like people appreciating the work that i've done and like yeah like you don't get upset by by them being it's just so mean to, mm-hmm. to be it's like be these you take up like real estate in this these people's lives so many random people's lives care about something that you've done most people do live an entire life where only people that they have like a direct relationship with is that true so to take it for granted for is me i don't really... have that personal at all either <laughs> it's just it's it's so shitty to take it for granted Mm -hmm. like i and i appreciate that about mandy patinkin that he has always been really like happy that people like love this and recognize that it's him because he does look almost completely different than he did in the princess i don't know i mean i don't know what he looks like currently but like I, I mean, I could still see it. I'm like, oh yeah, like you know, you could see it in your face. It's just wider and you know, older, but like, like <laughs> the nose and everything, though. Like, I can still see it. But uh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Also, I forgot to mention earlier when we we're talking about plays. I've always wanted to do, a, and I never ended up writing it, but like a choose your own adventure play. So then <laughs> you have like multiple directions, so you get the audience to like vote like A, B, C, D of oh, where like cool. of, of where like it would pause and stuff too. So like you freeze it and then you get I don't know like applause or something to do it. And then like so all the actors have to memorize like remember all the different directions that this can go. <laughs> that would be hard, but it would uh-huh. be it'd be, be highly engaging. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree with that. I I will admit something about how my mind works uh and i think this is true of some other people too because some, some people have agreed with me on this when it comes to a stage play versus watching a tv show or a movie my suspension of disbelief drops like it, it's so much lower like oh, i oh. i just do not like you could say in this blank area is another person and i'm just like sure mm-hmm. totally I you do that on of, you do that in a movie, and I'm like, no, like you you no? have, mm-hmm. yeah, because you can <laughs> edit or think about what that meant when you when you when it drops though. So I was just like, does that mean that you expect more or less from it? But yeah, I mean that's what improv is too, though, and that's what makes improv work more sometimes when uh, because like you don't have any scenery, so you're just like sitting there, and a lot of times you wear like black or something because that way like, you can be neutral. Um, and mm-hmm. then that way you can just like people can use their imaginations where you're like, I'm in, you know, like, oh, where my big poofy dress or whatever. Like, OK, like, yeah, I can I can picture that. But what's great without having the scenery is that sometimes like when you when you do misdirection and then uh, uh, that's what can be funny about it, too, because everyone's like watching something and like you have something in your mind and then you just like go the opposite direction. You're like, oh, I didn't know that's what 
was going on here. And so like, that's what makes it great. So sometimes like simpler uh, scenery can be better. And for improv, you have like none. But uh, but even in plays too, yeah, you're just kind of like, like it can be such a simple uh, backdrop or something though. And you're like, yeah, like, here's, here's a big city or like here's just like one house, but like we live in a big community and stuff too. But like we're only seeing this part here. Have you ever watched the movie Low? No, I've never even heard of it. I haven't seen it in years and years and years, but it's done kind of like a, it's a weird like sort of play. Thing. I don't even know how to describe it. It's um filmed, but everything is done kind of like, here's like fake play stuff where like when, when you're kind of uh, doing flashbacks, like it's about a demon and then and a guy and a love interest or something with like two humans and I remember some a girl's name was April but I don't remember much at all but I remember it was just kind of like artsy in that the way it was filmed was kind of like here's like the state like little stage productions in the middle of like the void and I thought that, that was kind of interesting and it just reminded me of that when talking about like stage scenery it's and like low. black box theater on like black box film almost yeah uh. okay and L-O it's is the word so it's a experimental comedy slash horror slash romance film <laughs> written and directed wow, by that's a lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah so i think he like summons it i think that's what it was like his heart breaks and uh i'm not uh, figuratively he gets heartbroken and and he summons a demon and then he's talking to the demon oh yeah i'm, I'm sorry i'm just remembering the plot of what happens and the I won't spoil it, <laughs> people. But people should. I need to rewatch it too. But low, L O. Um, so I should put that in the movies that Beverly needs to watch, but in the reverse, where everyone else needs to watch it. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was that was a fun film. Um, to go to chat, I need to respond. G Man says libertarians are kind of culty. Uh, I mean, I've talked about it. I think off air more, and where I think I'm, I'm, my umbrella for libertarians is really really wide so it's just like anyone who's not who's if you're less into government you're a libertarian though like if you're not authoritarian there's just like that that middle point and you're like i want government less and so everyone over there is libertarian (laughs) william says beverly your ducks are a blast well i do have ducks but the ones that are on the videos more are geese to be technical but um but thank you lemon and then the baby which i still haven't officially named baby grab lemon junior lemon baby i'm probably gonna end up going with lemon junior um but right now <laughs> I was just say the baby where's the baby it's so cute he's so like, big and, and they do grow fast my mm-hmm. god yeah like uh, even it, i hold him in my hand beforehand but now it's just like two hand like he's sticking out and he's only like a week and a half what were you saying Oh, just that, like, I think it's kind of funny, like, human beings, we react so uh, viscerally to the fact that animals grow so fast from infancy. And a big part of the reason is that human beings spend more time in infancy, like, comparatively, because of the fact that, like, our brains are so big, we had to birth way early. Like, (laughs) it was like... I think someone called it an, an arms race between women's hip hips and babies' skulls. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, and our, uh, uh, what's it called? The, the, the growth 
period in the womb. I can't think of the the term right now. (laughs) Gestation. Gestation. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, I'm thinking of the word period. That's why I pee. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Period is long for you know a lot most other animals too. But yeah, I struggled. Thank you for being there for me because that happens to me all the time where I'm like, it's like on the tip of my tongue. Like it's just like I and I have to use a bunch of other words to describe this like one simple word here too because I'm like I can't think of what (laughs) (laughs) what word you're thinking of. Yeah, I've I've forgotten like words like this before where I'm like it starts with a T (laughs) and it used to be I used to be more concerned about like my I don't know my brain malfunctioning with with words and stuff but then when I was doing more improv in Chicago it ended up being more of a blessing because like oh I'm going to say like I can't think of the right word I'm just gonna throw in like but you're having like I'm saying a sentence right now and I need to finish the sentence so I say like just whatever filler word and then that ends up being like oh here's the new bit that we're doing though because the one that I always jump to is uh, I couldn't remember like autograph book and so I had when I was asking for someone's autograph and I asked them to sign my calendar instead and so then it just became like a recurring like everyone was asking for like either weird things to be signed or like whatever stuff like that where I was like okay I can roll with this like who cares about fixing my memory um despite whatever you know major neurological issues I might be suffering from <laughs> this works <laughs> um well, which by oh, go ahead I was gonna say that when you are missing there is actually a name for the phenomenon of missing the, a word and having it on the tip of your tongue which, by the way, every time you are actually able to recall, recall it without help from someone else, it will get harder the next time you forget it. It'll get harder? Harder. Wait, it'll get harder to rem- Why? To- Why is that worse? Wait, it'll get harder for me to remember it the next time I forget it? Yes, it will. Why? Why? <laughs> I'm not sure why, but it's something about how our memories work and how, like, because the what part of our brain, which is actually, there is actually a specific part of our brain that deals with diction, with our ability to recall words. They call it the what section of our brain. It's also known as the temporal uh, lobe, it, left temporal lobe specifically. And it like, it hates having to work for things. And like okay. every time you make it work for something, it's like oh, it's it gets gonna, angrier. No, you get in denial about it or okay. So yeah, just like no 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 just to First, make sure I understand it's that if I forget the word gestation and then I'm trying to remember it on my own, I'm like, oh, I, I figured it out by myself without help. Next time I forget it again, my brain's like, we are not going to remember this. Like, this It'll is, take longer for yeah. the word to recall. Yeah, like, so it, it's going to be more really difficult. It's really weird because yeah. basically you're it, by having someone help you, you disru- disrupt the loop that the, the temporal oh. lobe is in. Okay, oh. good. So most I this usually I usually need someone else to to help me out with it too. So good. It's it's much better to actually choose a different word or to just wait for someone to help you because your brain is going to be better at recalling it the next time otherwise. It's really strange. I have read studies on it and it kind of makes me laugh. Because I actually have really good diction. Usually I remember the words I need to remember without struggling. But when I do struggle, I basically just go, I'm choosing another word. Like, I, like that is my, oh, yeah. my default. I'm like, choose another word. 
there is another word, you know, there has to be. So just choose a different word. I just like to just describe it. Like this is the meaning <laughs> of the word I'm trying to use though. And then, but sometimes I don't, even, or I say like it's, uh, it doesn't even always start with it. That's why I'm like, oh, I'm remembering a different letter in it or I'm re- or the different part of the word, like pe- period for gestation. And then, uh, but then someone else, for G-Man, I won't say who, but someone else that I know closely, he's usually the one to like, he'll he'll know the word that I'm trying to like think of. And, but then I usually stop. I'm like, no, it's like the, you know, the thing with this. And sometimes I'm really bad. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like the thing before where it's the, at the, um, and so he'll he's, get it a lot of times too because he's just like he's making motions and stuff yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I were, like we were talking about gestation and I saw someone had said I like on online somewhere once uh, I can't be- I can't imagine having twins can you imagine gestating for 18 months and I was like <laughs> That's just they didn't true. say gestating I think they said being pregnant because oh. they they're not smart enough to the, know the word gestating, but like I no, was, it seems like that's a you know calling me out then because I. Cry. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like intense because it's like, did you literally just you you literally believe that? Like sometimes, mm-hmm. like people send me videos of of people being asked questions and getting the answers like incredibly fucking wrong. That's what one of my Twitter videos. It is. It is. By Gen Z. So we're, it'll be good to get into that in just a moment. But yes, I mean like not. Oh my God. Oh, there's a different one too that we saw. Like they're both from, the one was from Discord that I have here. And there was another one from Discord too. I I should, I should find that one too. But like, I think we both had watched that first one, but. Yeah, uh, I put one in Discord. I remember that someone okay. sent me that one, and I put it in Discord because oh, I the thought one it was I'm showing might be one that you uh, you sent to. I, I don't remember who showed what, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I <laughs> I don't know. But my memory has got I don't know. It's weird. Like I can remember very particular. I remember like I've said like birthdays and stuff, but then there are other like words that I forget or or more arbitrary ideas where I'm like, yeah, I remember this part of the conversation that we had, but like, but it was less important than the thing that I should have remembered that I totally don't like <laughs> recall ever happening. But like, that was, I don't know. Um, G-Man about, oh, for a name, Lemon Drop. I do like Lemon Drop. That sounds cute. But I was trying to go with something related to Adventure Time. And, I, and there are other names of the Lemon people, but they were not good names. It was like, one was Lemon Head, one was Lemon... Plop. I think kind of like lemon plop, actually. I like lemon plop. Uh, that sounds kind of cute. I just call him little plop. I might call him yeah. plop. <laughs> uh, elephants. I, when I was reading it before, I didn't like it, but now I was saying it out loud. I have a D&D NPC that I, as a, as a dungeon master, that and his name. Oh, no, actually, I started it as a player character first of my own, and I called him Plal, because sometimes for names of things, I just throw out random letters and then, like, write them down until I have a name. So then it's just, like, <laughs> and I wrote, like, P-L-O-L, like, yep, use that as a name. Um, <laughs> so elephants gestate for 22 months. Oh, I was going to say, too, about the pregnancy thing. I, I remember however many years ago it was when I learned, because I... I was, uh, everyone always says nine months. And then my aunt, who's a nurse, was talking about like that women are pregnant for 40 weeks. And then I was like doing the math and like, but that's like, ten, like, if like four weeks per month, that's like 10 months. 
I, my brain could not comprehend how that worked. And I was just like, oh, the nine months is just like wrong. And then, and you know, 40 weeks isn't always exactly 10 months and stuff either though. But, um, and, th- and ever since then I'm bothered anytime. It's just like pregnancy is nine months. I'm like, well, technically it's 40. <laughs> so <laughs> just always need to look well, the, correct. I know. Well, I mean, part of the reason why they say nine months is because so many months are not, um, <laughs> Uh, they're more than four weeks. So that means like over time mm-hmm. it would add mm-hmm. up right. to extra weeks to maybe an extra week or two, you know? Yeah. Um, and and I'm not sure. you, 36 weeks is where you can have like, where that's not considered pre, oh dear, um, premature. Pre- <laughs> I remembered it. Yes. Oh no, I remembered the word and I'm going to forget it next time. Uh, <laughs> premature but uh so 36 weeks like where it's like solidly okay but um but so maybe they also count that where it's like oh nine months is where it starts and then you can go up to the the 40 weeks uh chances barely is afraid she won't have any words left yeah (laughs) they do induce women who go past 40 now Mm -hmm. they won't let them go really long like i know that for a fact they're like no because it's dangerous it's dangerous to go too long like pregnancy is very hard on the body (laughs) some sort of horror anthology that i watched uh one of them was that the the woman wanted to hold in her baby until her husband came home from like war or something and then she just never gave birth and and then the baby just like grew inside her and like was talking to her and stuff and eventually took over her body and then oh my god and then the (laughs) dad came home to his wife slash child so don't tell just, me what happened next because I'm imagining it and I'm not happy and I don't want to <laughs> confirmation. <laughs> it, it but I think it hinted toward where it was going to go from there, like where it started, where it was leading. To, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's ingrained in my brain forever now. Uh-oh, we've got 69mega.com in chat. Yeah. Is that because we were talking about pregnancy? I don't like, because then that's implied sex or something? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Maybe. I don't remember. If it February is only. Oh, then I don't know though. I talked about my sex comedy play earlier. Oh yeah, true. So I said sex, 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 sex. Oh, and now that's <laughs> uh, it's a minute inward. I can't say cunt before like sixty seconds in because then YouTube gets mad. But they're less mad when you say cunt later on, right? We'll yes. see. We get demonetized or limited later, but we'll find out. Um. Okay, so we have drifted a lot, but I love, but I love the conversations that we've had so far. But we'll jump over to it's okay because I think day shift. I don't have a ton to say about that anyway. But um, I mean, it was it was fun, but like I, I don't think I'll, I'll be as in depth. Hey, let me share the black pill video. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I can't remember if this is the one that you shared or. Zapple or whoever else was. Um, Is this the right one? Yeah. Slowly going. I don't think this is the one I shared. Okay. Then prepare to be sad. How many stars are on the United States flag? 103. 103? Yeah. Um, 32. What ocean is on the east side of the United States? What ocean? Google it. <laughs> you guys know this. I know this. 
<laughs> I don't know this. What country is the Queen of England? I'm not a politics guy, man. I ain't gonna lie. I don't know. I really don't know. Well, just take a guess. Like, what country is the Queen of England from? Europe? I don't know. I don't know. Take a guess. What's the capital of the United States? Um, the... Um, there's a capital? What? Yes. Lexi! Take a guess. Um, um, I don't know. Uh, probably California. Yeah, that's right. It is? No. The United States, do we know? Stop! I knew he was gonna embarrass us! I know, do you wait? I don't even want to think because I don't want to sound down. Well, just, uh, there's no capital of the Yeah, United literally. Is, it, is, there, just, is there no capital? Correct. Is that right? <laughs> no. Oh, you guys are UCLA students? We literally students? go to UCLA. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> Who was the first president of the United States? Abraham Lincoln. Can you name the uh, <laughs> three Kardashian sisters? Uh, Kim, Courtney, and Chloe. What are the three Kardashian sisters' names? Courtney, Kim, and Chloe. Chloe, Kim, Courtney, and Courtney. Yeah. Bonus points for the brother? Um, Robert. The Kardashians' brother's name. What? Rob. What are the Kardashian sisters' names? I don't even know. I ain't gonna lie. Don't know. That one, you get respect for me on that one. <laughs> At least he didn't know either. Yeah. Yeah. So that certainly blackpilled me when I watched that before. Uh, well, I was, so someone sent me one of those and I put it in the Discord. Uh, yeah. The thing about U.S. history. War. Or a, a history yeah. one, yeah. And the thing is, though, we had a conversation about it afterwards, and he mentioned something that was probably pretty true. These videos are edited, and they only capture those most outrageous answers. Mm -hmm. People who get it right, they're not going to include those people. Sure, like, sure. How many people do they ask? I mean, it's sad that there are people who are this stupid and unaware. I agree. But... It, honestly, they are just it's a it's a selective process. They're gonna show us the worst ones. Oh, they are. Yeah, 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 for sure. And that's what that's what white pills me is how like not everyone is uh, as idiotic as they are, but the fact that any of them exist at all like that, like how 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 do you graduate high school and get into call a college, which is supposed to be having like, having having no taught college? In a gen ed at college and an open enrollment college, by the way. So this means anyone can come to my college. Like when I taught there, there was a student who spelled the D-A because no one told him Ever? in all the years that he went to public school how to spell the. And that's why I do not support public education. Yeah, because I taught at a university and I I saw exactly how poorly they were actually teaching. It's not education; it's babysitting. Mm -hmm. So yeah, like yeah, and I, we how many people failed him by I not remember, failing? And when I was in college, I was a math tutor and then and also film tutor and. They but I remember like some people coming in like it was an art school and it was also pretty much. Was an open room like I, I, 
think pretty much they were, there was for profit and I think they pretty much, which I was okay with, like, you know, accept anyone into the school, but then the graduation rate was really low. Cause it was like, well, you actually have to do work and show up to graduate. So I was actually like, okay, like, you know, I don't care if you let them in. And like, as long as not everyone's getting, getting a degree, like, but so it's an art school and so many of them did not know math, but like some are like really, really basic thing, like a just simple addition and stuff. And, and I kept wondering like, how, how did you graduate high school without understanding this at all, like really basic stuff? And then seeing more of it too, it's just, you know, you have the whole, the no child left behind, common core and all that, that really like, well, that just screws up so many people. Like, like you're not going to get the help that you need to actually learn because you're just going to be pushed through now. Yeah, I was lucky. I, um, I, with my learning disability, like they, I, it could have, like, if I was later, I would have been screwed. Like, honestly, I think I would have mm-hmm. been screwed. If, yeah. if my parents hadn't moved to the suburbs to a better school district, I would have been screwed. I never would have learned how to read or write, you know, at a real level. And I, because no one was meeting my needs at the school I was at before. And I would have been screwed. I can't, like, all this stuff about removing testing, to me, is terrifying. Because yeah. Standard, standardized testing is how I was able to succeed with my learning disability. Because here's the thing is that like some learning disabilities make it hard for you to do homework. Homework is shitty. Some of them make it hard for you to p- perform in class. Some make it hard for you to take tests. It kind of just depends. Like what is your learning disability? Mm-hmm. If mine was hard to perform in class and hard, hard to do homework great on tests my god it's excellent on tests if them getting rid of tests they're basically saying you know go fuck yourself yeah, to gonna... so many students mm-hmm. i mean i i, I like uh, you have to i believe as an educator you have to have multiple forms of being able to look at students to to see their progress because otherwise you're screwing over a, a segment of the population because there are a lot of kids out there having been an educator who have undiagnosed learning disabilities or have been underserved at their public institutions. Honestly, like it's, it's crazy how bad it is out there, which is one of the reasons why I don't support public education. anymore. Mm-hmm. It's I, I've, I saw how horrible, it was like on a grand scale, like these kids are graduating without being able to read. And I just, I don't see how this is helping our society. They're they constantly in the public education, like pro public education people. They're constantly going, oh, it's for the good of the society. What good does graduating someone who doesn't know how to spell the, the word the do? Like, you're lying to us if you're saying that's why, because that's bullshit. Yeah. Um, I, I, so I never, I mean, I wasn't fully an educator. I mean, I definitely wasn't, but I, I did work at an after school program for middle schoolers. And then like I was a tutor, but also like assistant teacher, I guess. Um, but, but stuff that I've thought about just generally for like public schools is how, at the very least, like people learn 
so differently like and 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 it's too difficult you have like one teacher to however many students like one i don't i think like at most it should be like maybe 10 um but i but i also think it's better too that if everyone learns differently and it would be better rather than just like oh we have different teachers teaching various subjects or various uh, or like even the same subjects but you just have a bunch cuz whatever the school but i think at least you could try to do it where like hey this teacher is teaching it in a certain way that like that even if you can't do individual like the style of learning is different for like and you figure out like how can these kids learn similarly and even for like boys and girls that's uh biologically if we're gonna be allowed to talk about that is that like a lot of times they might be learning different like boys are want to be more active like that's what girls are okay like sitting and, and reading and all that too but but boys they're gonna have more more energy and all that so they would tend to like not be able to learn as well necessarily um just sitting and and in class at desks so that's why like, i think if you can cater to at least groups in a little bit more individualized way even if it's not like purely individual uh, that might help people so it's like oh the you struggle with like reading or something like i don't know uh, and i never like thought like exactly like because it would really be dependent on the students that you have still but but yeah i mean so that's why i, I think public school is sucks as is and i don't advocate for it at all either Like, I do, I don't think a one-size-fits-all approach is appropriate for education, and I think that's what a lot of the problem is with public education, is that it kind of brings that to the table. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the thing, is that they go, well, they need more funding, they need more funding, they need more funding. They keep saying that, and I keep saying, we spend more per student than we ever have before in the history of the country. That's true, like, across the board. And where is that money going? It's almost always mismanagement of funds. That's almost always the answer when it comes to what's wrong with like why you keep saying you need more money, but we keep putting more money into a system is because you you have people at the top who are making an insane amount of money or you've made a bunch of jobs that don't actually mean anything that people use to make money. Like this happens a lot. In New York City, there are, pe there are teachers that don't teach that get a paycheck, they come into a room by themselves all day and they just, they just make money. And it's like, yeah, that's mismanagement of funds. That's, that's mm -hmm. what, what we're looking at here. And uh, it's like, yeah, you can have a lot of more, probably more parasocial teachers, more, more in the, in the way of, you know, uh, EIP focused uh, professionals. But the problem is, is that you're not doing that. No matter how much money, we give the public education system. They don't do that. They, that's the lie they tell us to give right. them more money. Well, I mean, like on a bigger scale with just government stuff too. Like, oh, we to help out everyone though too. Like, we need we need more higher taxes because we could do more good with all. And like, just, well, first see where all the money's going, and I think we can probably cut a lot of the fat. And like, if we're going to keep the same amount, we can we can put the money that we already are paying towards somewhere else. But then and the but I, I, you know, cut everything pretty much. <laughs> so. Well, there, that, that's the problem, though, is that the people who have so much power are not going to let you do that. They keep mm -hmm. like, they're like, no, we need this money, and it's like, why? Why do you need this money? Why do you? Why do you need a second house? Like, I don't. <laughs> like, why are we paying for your second house? house? Yeah, I know. <laughs> 
And yeah, you have yeah, the politicians were like, How do you how are you a millionaire as this politician should not be making that much money? Wonder Wait, what's oh, going I know. On yeah, I know. There's so many people where it's like they were like Chuck Schumer, someone someone put in, I think it was Art Taking Back, that's his Twitter handle. He put out like what how much money Chuck Schumer makes and what his worth is. And it's millions of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. like why? <laughs> and, and then, so then I have like you know my liberal friends stuff too, who are like, "Oh, like we need more taxes. We need more blah, 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 to help people out." Like, how do you? And then how do you still trust politicians? Like, I should just pr- like, bring up on my phone then too. Like, here's the net worth of each politician, and you tell me if our money is being spent well, if they're getting all this like and uh, like or or even if it's not tax money, like what are they doing? under the table that's getting them that money though too like how can you still trust them and i haven't had that con- like conversations in real life with people like that for a while though so <laughs> but this is i like speaking of like money and everything like everyone's talking about the student loan thing so mm, mm-hmm. i i do have student loans this will probably wipe out the rest of my student loans because i haven't paid mine down since I graduated I, I from college, paid mine off beforehand, <laughs> and so like my 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 friend who's a boy was saying it said that like oh you know you'll get ten thousand back now that and I'm like from what like I won't I've already like mine I paid mine off like earlier this year or something though too and so it was just, like, <laughs> I'm not gonna get anything back now I had to pay it all off myself well myself well I called it I I call it aspirin um, for. Uh, aspirin for the headache you have from a brain tumor. Oh. That's what student loan forgiveness is. It's It doesn't solve any of the issues. Because here's the thing. Universities, they have so many new positions over the last, like, 40 years that make shit tons of money. That And tuition, tuition has been going up like crazy. It's been... And, and one of the reasons why is because of the loan system for student for students. And my like, would legitimately, I took student loans mostly because of my learning disability. It was I tried working while going to college, and it didn't fucking work. I was failing my classes. I needed to devote that time to study. Otherwise, I was not going to be successful at university. That's why I took student loans. I didn't want to, but I knew that I was supposed to pay them off. Like that was not a question. And I started paying them off. Um, But uh, like, to me, a big part of the problem here is that why is the government in loans in the first place? Mm -hmm. They take our money. They take everybody's money, like businesses and like individuals. They take so much taxes from us. And then they loan it back to the individual for to earn interest on it. And I'm like, why? <laughs> Do you see how that's a racket? <laughs> yeah, and I, I was also surprised. I always thought that it was like there were just government businesses too. And then when I when I saw like things being deferred and then like my loans being transferred to other companies, it made me realize that like, oh, your private businesses who like contract through the government and stuff like fed loan and all that too. So I, I always just thought like you're just a government company though. It had <laughs> being like their own, but yeah. Yeah. Instead of like paying all these taxes and stuff, you could just be paying the 
your student loans. I was not as wise about, well, I, I, I was not, I was always a saver, but I don't think my family member <laughs> was as much as, as, as good as money at that. So I always just kind of thought like, oh, you know, you go in, you take loans. Like that's just what everyone does though too. Like you get loan, you have to take loans and to get a college degree, but that's what everyone does. This is just the way it goes. And I always thought like, I'm never going to finish paying it off. Like it was kind of a set thing where I'm like, yeah, you pay it. Like everyone I know just is still paying off their loans forever and ever. And like, that's just the thing. Um, so it wasn't something that I really consciously thought about until later on, which, and I wish it had been though. I mean, and it worked out, but it was just like, I wish I had understood more that like, oh, don't take out loans. If you like everything else now, we just pay in cash and stuff too. Cause I don't want to have to be, have any sort of debt. Like the mortgage is the only thing I have now, but at least yeah. you're getting like physical value <laughs> yeah. for what you're paying on instead of like even renting an apartment where you're just like, oh, I'm paying into this, but like, I'm not get in, get anything out of it afterward like I'm not buying anything so uh, I mean I think there's a lot going on from the college's perspective when it comes to these loans they don't care most universities don't care if you're ever going to pay back your student loan they don't care if you can get a job with the degree you use to mm-hmm. pay for that loan they don't care they got their money they're good so they they have no they have all these freaking employees designed around getting you to sign that paperwork and and they have absolutely no reason why they shouldn't get you to sign that paperwork because they have no punishment if you default on your loans like because very little like most people go oh no you went to Harvard that's so awesome and it's or you went to Northwestern or whatever you know you pick your college whatever and uh, that's so good for you, um, except you have a degree in something that is completely useless. And um, the university doesn't really care if you ever got a job. I saw someone was bitching about the fact that they worked at Wendy's and they had a philosophy doctorate in a, a specialty that they could never get a job in. Yeah. I, said, I saw that and I was like, that university failed that person. Like hard fucking core. What do you do with a philosophy degree anyway? Outside of like each, <laughs> start a YouTube channel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, YouTube channel. Each, but like usually, he he wanted to go into a professor position. The thing is, though, is a lot of academic departments are about building more professorship. Like you know, they mm. want they build on the idea that you are the next stage. But at the same time. From the administrative standpoint, they're like, you need this many students every semester. You need to have this many students graduating. Not necessarily. There's no. De- there's not enough demand for those professors. So uh, the problem is that then you they're like pushing all these people to get these degrees and without supply. You know, th- so they're upping the supply of these people with these degrees when there is no, there is not demand to meet it. Mm-hmm. So then people end up working at fucking Wendy's. And uh, the my problem with that is that like, for one thing, you shouldn't go to grad school and have to pay any loans. Because, and this is important, traditionally, a grad school is supposed to give you either a teaching position, you know, the teaching position, uh, like even as a TA, like you're not necessarily actually teaching, but you're assisting whatever. Right. And that 
like wipes out your tuition costs or uh, they give you enough grants and scholarships that you don't have to pay for it. But they're not doing that anymore. And they stopped doing it. They're like, no, 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 pay us this much money. And it's because we need to get our numbers up. It's really shitty. Yeah. I mean, my friend, I think she had most of hers paid for like through grants and stuff too, or for a grad degree. And um, I was, I guess I was lucky that like half mine was expensive, but like half of it I got through like scholarships and grants. And I remember like working, like they had the big financial aid people. So like they just sit with you and like, okay, like we'll, we'll fill out a bunch of things. So like she did most of the work. I remember that woman. Uh, she just like did most of the work with me. I'm like, okay, you got me like 50 grand in, in grants and, and scholarships. Cool. I don't really have to do <laughs> so I just had to pay the rest of it off. But uh, yeah. I specifically I tried to go to cheaper schools, honestly. I, and I still, because of my learning disability, I still ended up having to take out some loans, but not a lot. It wasn't a lot. But there shouldn't be, honestly, if your loans are owned by the government, they shouldn't be charging you interest on it because it's kind of... It's like, you gave me that money from other people, from taxes people have paid. So that's mm-hmm. not really even your money. That If you're saying that this money is about the public good, then you shouldn't be fucking charging interest on it. That's a little, like, racketeering to me. It feels, it feels a little, like, not actually about the public good. We actually just want to make more money off of you. That's Which, what it sounds like. I mean, yeah, like, at least admit that. Because that's me. I'm like, you're yeah, a business. Like I said, like, if you're co- contracting with the government, at least just admit we are here to make money and like, don't try to claim that like we're doing this to help people. Like, no, like this is a business of taking out, like we're going to lend people money and the way, and like, you know, credit cards and stuff do it the same way too. Like you get to pay this, like we're paying it right now and you pay it off later, but we make our money through people, uh, through interest and stuff too. People not paying it all off and like people get into debt, but like, that's the business that they run. Like that's how credit cards work. Um, so at least admit to it that you're like, we're not doing this like charitably. Like this is, this is <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I, I would say like, don't go into loans. And I, someone had, uh, G-Man had said trade schools. Yeah. Like I'm very much, I think that's way better. Like, especially like a degree when you're, unless you know that like the degree that you, that there's a job out there for the degree you're getting, like if you're going to get it in, you know, gender studies or whatever, they'll like, <laughs> where it's iffy on it I I, there's so even like I have a film degree but like you don't even need that anymore like especially now like the internet and everything too like people you don't you just don't need that and I'm really uh advocating now that like unless you really need a degree like a doctorate or something something that like requires to to practice a law degree and stuff then you probably don't need it and trade schools would be better or at least like apprenticeships or something though too where you can just kind of get in on but I know it's difficult though like it's it's hard to the people are still in the mindset like you need the degree or you need the experience first so that was my problem in Chicago where it was like everyone saying that like oh entry level to do anything in film was still five years of experience to be entry level and I'm like how How do you you entry yeah Yeah. I I know when I graduated it was almost in fucking possible to get a job because like entry level was like you already had all this experience and like it, like honestly it was kind of it was there was a difficult period out there especially after t- the 2008 crash where it didn't fucking matter like there were so many people per job opening like trying to get mm-hmm. it and there were people like way older than me with way more experience for every job and it was really difficult and 
I mean, I still ended up working my ass off. I found ways of making money, but like I was, I was never one of those people who was like, oh, live off of daddy's paycheck. Well, I mean, by that point, my father had already passed away, but like, you know, like this idea that like, oh, uh, like, and this is something that comes up in identity politics a lot, is that like, oh, white people can get off, can can get by. And it's like, I don't know, I worked my ass off after college and it yeah. was hard because the, because the market crashed not long before I graduated. And, they, and by that point, I couldn't go into um, academia because of the fact that they had, they had over flooded all of the liberal arts with people and like basically get you have to have a phd to have this uh adjunct position and it was like are you kidding me there's no job security there's no health care in having an adjunct position you could fire me after a semester it wouldn't matter like or just not renew my contract that's what it really is Mm -hmm. so it's like they basically they give this lie it is a lie The, the universities are lying to these students basically saying that Oh yeah, there's a place for you in the like for especially for liberal arts in the university system forever. No, there's not. They're, they're lying. They're lying, and they don't care. <laughs> yeah, I. So I'll say to you that like my school wasn't a a trade school, but it was it was considered an art school, but it was done like really businessy. But it what I liked about it though it kind of it kind of seemed like a trade school a bit because like they it was really hands-on like we had like each floor was kind of like we have the industrial uh what was it called industrial arts um like there was like the vfx people the game art design the the industrial ones the special effects like where they got to like create like they had the machinery and other things too it's like it was actually cool and my main so i my main reason for going though was that it was an accelerated program. So it went year round and I could graduate in three years and they didn't start you off with just gen ed. Like I was so sick of high school by like 10th grade because I'm like, I already know how to read. I already know how to like, and it was just the same thing. So instead of just only doing the first two years of gen ed classes, they threw you in and you're in your core classes immediately. And so I did like that, but that's why I still think that, yeah, like regular college, like it's, well, you have all these unnecessary classes, like the degree, like it's just not, I don't know. I just don't think it's worth it anymore. And then especially with, the, with all the woke stuff going on. But I think going into trades, like something very specific, even in high school, we had the Votech, the vocational technology school. So I didn't even know like how, you know, a bunch of my classmates anywhere because like I by 10th grade, I didn't see them because they'd spend like some of their their genetic classes. And then the rest of the time they were over at another building in another town where like they got to do actual I, I remember like cosmo- cosmetology, cosmology, cosmetology was one of the things, and then whatever other stuff too that people that they got to work on, but uh, which I thought was awesome that you're like, okay, like you kind of know that you're doing some sort of like more specific thing or trade or whatever. And I, I think a lot of high schools should get more into that too. Well, I say that with the caveat that if people already know how to read, like I'm hesitant now seeing how retarded people are that are getting through and graduating in high school. But like if, if people were like at a good level of learning and stuff, then I think by like 15, you can start getting into more specific areas that like, maybe you don't have to dedicate your whole life to to eventually, but like, you know, testing stuff out to see in Japan, high school is not a, 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 and everyone goes to high school though you have to apply to get in and people who don't get into high school just go into work and that starts at like 15 years old so it's 
I kind of think that like it's at an age where you can start at least thinking about like um, more specifically of like what you want to do with your life um, without having to make that decision fully. I do think um, I, I like professional training uh, programs and some universities are now focusing on that. Uh, not all of them. The one, the highfalutin ones who think that they, their shit doesn't stink. They don't do that. But the ones that are, who, who realize that like, um, there's a need in the market for this kind of job. We can do a fast track professional program to get those people out there, you know, and like, I can see how that is both meeting the needs of the market and meeting the needs of of education at the same time. Uh, The problem is, is that like, I think it's actually the liberal arts, like liberal, (laughs) that is the real problem. These people, they think their shit don't stink. But at the same time as, as putting on that veneer of, um, you know, they, this veneer of like, we're so awesome and above Mm -hmm. the, the, the basic needs of life, uh, you know, society should support our ideas. But at the same time, everybody come into our program <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that we can have yeah, our right? numbers. Well, <laughs> like, yeah, <I> <laughs> and you, when you mentioned before too, about like people are just like living off of, uh, I don't know, like not, there are people who do that. Not everyone can, like I, I grew up poor and everything too. I worked so even without getting into the field, like I've worked like four part-time jobs at once just to save, to save up money to move to Chicago. And then I was in Chicago just to afford to live there. Like I'm working for a part-time job. Like, I guess, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about like people who, despite whether they have the degree or not, they're just like the, the lack of, of interest or willingness to like really work. And then you're just kind of like, well, I need to have government and stuff take care of me and, and all that too. Or like just complain about not being able to do anything. Although I will, I will say this about public education um, and gen eds is that my understanding is that they, it's not just that there are uneducated or undereducated kids getting in college that probably should, are not going to be successful because they don't know how to like write basic sentences or do basic math. It's not just that they are telling every student in high school that they have to go to college to be able to get a job. This is not true. And the problem with that is that like, then you have all these students who are just bored out of their minds and they don't care and they're super lazy. And then because of the fact that universities are starting to run themselves more like businesses, um, we have this issue where they keep dumbing down the education. And dumbing it down and dumbing it down and dumbing it down because you can't have your students be unsatisfied. God forbid one of them should get an F because they didn't turn anything in the whole semester. (laughs) And that's, that's another problem. It's like, don't don't get the lazy students in there too. Like God. Uh, And then uh, that's one of my problems though with gen eds. Like I get the idea that like you want everyone to be, have a general education, but they should be getting that in high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I don't get like <laughs> in that. Like, what are you gonna do? Oh, yeah, that you're generally educated. Like, okay, well, you didn't need that. Like, if if you're just gonna have like the every man sort of thing, like just get a job, then do something. Like, you you want to have something that you're just gonna be, uh, and specific toward. But I don't know. Um, 
I mean, in most jobs, you can learn on the job. Like, yeah, hey, that's, that's what, the I, thing. Now that they're starting, yeah. Like, I, I, I don't think enough do that, but like, I, I think that's a the best way because even stuff when you know, like, oh, I, I understand this idea, like, you know, like I have a degree in it, but each job is different though. So it's like, we do things a certain way here. Like, okay, well just train, train me and I'll do it for free. Like if you don't have to pay me for that, like if I'm going to get paid, train me first. And then like, I'm willing to do that. Like that's, but I, I do think that a lot of not, a, maybe they're starting to do it now, but I do think that was an issue when job searching beforehand where it was just like, okay, I don't really know. What's nice, even with Unsafe Space, I started off as a volunteer, but like, you know, I, there are a lot of things with editing, like I've been rusty on stuff, but there are certain things I'm like, I don't know how to do this, but like, but I'll learn it. Like I'm figuring it out and, and trying to, to like, okay, I got to do this like new intro or learn how to do this in After Effects, but it's just part of it. We're like, okay, and Carter can be understanding where it's just like, yeah, like, you know, like we're all learning how to do stuff, so... Well, I mean, uh, when it comes to like my, my YouTube channel and all this stuff, I learned how to do this on my own. No one taught. I didn't te- learn this in college. Mm. Uh, I didn't like all this stuff. I just researched it on my own. And I actually have quite a bit of experience beyond teaching in training. So like onboarding employees. And, and this is my understanding is that like there is no such thing as a turnkey employee because you all, every company has their own processes their specific softwares that they like to use and they even alter their software. Like, you know, they have special things they want to do with their software that maybe it wasn't designed to do in the first place, you mm-hmm. know, but they made it work, you know? And the, and so to me, I'm always sort of like, there's no such thing as a turnkey employee, train them on the job. That's what real entry level positions should be. And for the most part, uh, there's not a lot of jobs, especially in the corporate like office world, where you actually need to know things. Like, I'm sorry, but uh, I know that's that's sacrilege to the corporate world and the HR. But it's true. You can. I mean, if you're not an appalling duffer and your brain is in any bit elastic, you can learn almost any job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I- any, I, yeah, I would say anything because even I was trying to think of like what's one they can't, but even like surgery or something where it's just like, yeah, it's difficult to like, you know, you need to be careful of the practicing and stuff too. But like anyone can eventually like learn with enough practice and everything. But um, okay, well, since I don't know that we should still do day shift, but it's late, so we'll, we'll jump to that topic and try and keep, like I said, I don't think I have a ton to talk about, but we uh, had a, what I think is an interesting conversation, but I'm going to push for this other film <laughs> oh also i wanted to know earlier real quick someone who was it uh Raphael had said 3.1416 and then mm, said hardcore pie and then we got a bunch of spam and i'm wondering if it was because he wrote hardcore in there which i hope and then put oops afterward and i think that was after all of the spam had come in and because it was brought up i'm just gonna go ahead and do it real quick <clears throat> 3.141592653583257932238487952789735104954529203078164028628602018926407817867789 and all the nerds have hard ons <laughs> and i can forget all the words ever but numbers a lot of times will stick in my brain <laughs> Well, um, and 
Yeah, let's talk day shift then. We did get oh. off topic because of that video about um, <laughs> yeah. people not getting... Well, you're gonna, you can finish your thought though, too. Well, I will say this. I did see a video where a guy, I, it was kind of a white pill. It's kind of the inverse of that. He was having, he was going around a university asking people questions like that. What's the smallest state in the, in the United States? What's the biggest state in the United States? How many states are there? When was the constitution founded? Like a lot of, mostly U.S. history. What's the biggest animal in the world though? Like some, some of them were, were more general and like, The point was, you got five in a row right, he gave you $1,000. Ooh. And he actually had four winners. And then a fifth, when the fifth one goes, actually, you're wrong. Let me show you why you're wrong. (laughs) And I was, it was, they were, so they're, it was a total white pill that these kids, these kids in college and by the way, it was kind of funny. He must have been at a one of those historically black universities because everyone was black. But <laughs> but it was like it was awesome. They like some people fell out. Like yeah, he had some people who didn't do it, but he had five people win, and it wow. was like this is awesome. Like it, it's not completely <laughs> awful. Yeah, no, that's definitely white pilling. And well, one thing too with that video, real quick, was that uh, where they had the the Kardashian sisters and stuff where I I'm like I'm upset with myself because I'm like because I hear that like question as like a way to like it to show people stu- like oh they don't know like these things but they know like stupid facts and stuff to, like now I know the the, the names of them but uh, but then when I was just like I was kind of telling my dad about it too I was just like I was saying like oh like Kim and Chloe and then I actually couldn't remember and now I remember rewatching it with Courtney though but I was like oh I can't even remember it like I'm glad I forgot this and then in that video I didn't even know there was a brother so I learned that I'm like who I had no idea who that was um but they they used that at Second City before too where it was like I had a it was like a feminist they asked like historic they brought people in the audience on stage and they asked them like in what year um could women uh own their own credit card and so like and they had like different which that was like 1974 1976 it was not super long ago um but it was uh it was the whole show was about like feminist stuff but uh so it had like historical things and people would usually get it all wrong and then then they'd ask like what's a kardashian sister's name and they can name those really easily so like that's been going on for a while i saw okay this came out speaking of kardashian um there's going to be some Apple TV, Apple Plus TV show about Hillary and Chelsea. Oh, no. Yeah. And they have a new like thing out about it where they had like Chelsea asked these legal questions and Hillary and Kim Kardashian had buzzers and Kim Kardashian wiped Hillary Clinton, wiped the floor with Hillary Clinton. Because remember, she has a law degree. She went. She went and got a law degree. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Yeah. So so she actually she won. Uh, It was really stupid though because Hillary Clinton said that. Oh, like Chelsea was uh, like, oh, it's only because you weren't good with the buzzer. And Hillary's like, oh yeah, that was why. Like it was like, oh no, fuck you, man. I don't care. That's one thing I will 
give credit to like I, I I mean I haven't looked into it. I just remember like a basic thing about I think Kim Kardashian started a thing for like wrongful convictions too. Like she started some sort of program for that. So I was just like, okay, like I, despite the reality shows and whatever, like things about like everyone loves you for nothing and stuff. Like I think she actually kind of does. She sounds like she's doing some things though. So like I'll, I'll give her some credit for that. But again, I just don't pay attention to any of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's the demon demon slayer is it is it hillary or is it because <laughs> I, I would say yeah, hillary hillary yeah if i had to <laughs> choose between them like i'd definitely pick kim yeah. <laughs> um okay well let's let's do day shift before we wrap up here um i i, I remember when you were messaging are you talking about last week too and uh and in discord like that you seem to enjoy the film <laughs> is that uh, correct I yes, I did like it I thought it was fun I I enjoyed it. I think overall I uh like you said like I just didn't expect Snoop Dogg in there and, was, <laughs> and especially because he kind of had this like country thing going on you know the cowboy hat and then Big John <laughs> and Day Shift is about vam- Big John yeah like about vampire slayers and um, and I was hoping when it just started off with Jamie Foxx, like on his own and stuff, I was hoping like, no, they need to have like an organization and then like, and eventually got into them. Like, good. Like, that's what like you actually need to have here. But cause I was wondering, I'm like, why he's, he pretends to be a pool guy and then he's, and he's just trying to sell these teeth and stuff too, but like not doing a very good job with it. I'm like, there needs to be an organization. Otherwise, why would one choose to do this as a profession alone? You could just be a pool guy and actually make money. I'm sure because he was like struggling. So it's just like, why, why bother doing that? So I was glad they have that. And then bringing in Snoop Dogg, like, because I thought in the music too, when I was like, what are these, like these lyrics? I forget what the first song was. And then I'm like, is that Snoop Dogg's like singing these like weird, uh, I don't know. Again, it was like kind of like a country. The, the first song was a rock. version of California Love, actually. Um, but it was hit. He was the one doing it, wasn't he? I think I can't, or, so. I think so. Okay. Yeah. But uh, the thing is, though, is that so much of this movie is actually uh, referencing Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines. It's a little bit uh, funny. Uh, okay. To me, like it's a it's a it's a video game, and I played it for my channel, oh, okay, and that's okay. one of the reasons why I actually enjoyed it. There's a point where someone hits, it like rips off someone's arm, and then starts hitting them with it as a as a weapon, yes. and I about die because there's a point in that game where the weapon that you get is a sev- it, someone's attacking you with a severed arm, and then you get that weapon after you beat that guy, and like. You can't sell it to anyone. It's just in your inventory forever because no one wants it. It's like, why doesn't anyone value the severed arm as a weapon? Why is it only mine now? Because they're everywhere. Anyone can have an arm, so you don't need to, like, supply and demand. (laughs) There's not much. There's so much supply, there isn't enough demand for severed arms. (laughs) Like, I've got two. I can sever one at any time, so. Um, The... All right, so particular things that I had. Well, one, Dave Franco is adorable. <laughs> like, hey, I was I was happy. I, 
I guess maybe comparatively to Uncharted, you have the duo here. You have the um, Jamie Foxx is like the tough guy. And then you have the nerd, which I was surprised. Dave Franco, because he's normally playing like the cool, charming guy who, or sometimes a dick and stuff too. To see him as this like pathetic nerd who pees his pants. Um, I just thought like this is, uh, yeah, you know, this is a change from what I'm used to. Um, but I liked it. I thought he did it well. And then... Um, and I thought they had a fun a fun dynamic as the as the duo. I think they had some good chemistry compared to uh, Tom Holland and uh, Mark Wahlberg. I agree. Uh, I thought they were actually pretty good. Um, and then uh, there were some jokes that were so funny to me that I had to pause. And it was mostly just Jamie Foxx being rather understated with his delivery. There's a point where like. Uh, his daughter shouts at him, get up, daddy. And, and he goes, he's just like, I'm trying. And she goes, try harder. And he's like, okay. (laughs) I don't know. That killed me. He's just like still being like dad in the middle of a fight. Like it's adorable. Mm -hmm. And, and there was a lot of stuff like that from Jamie Foxx and the, the action was very well filmed and very well choreographed. Even that f- that first fight scene with the old lady and, as a vampire, though, but I'm like that—that that was a long fight scene. I was kind of surprised. I wasn't sure. I'm like, do I still like this because, or is it too long f- for me? Is that what she said? Um, but I, I, th- I think I think it was drawn drawn out just enough that that like okay, like yeah, because it's still weird to just see like here's this old lady fighting you and but. I also had questions, so I had particular questions about it. Like one, why when you go into that vampire form, are they like demonic and that their body parts just like snap around and everything too? Like I didn't like that. I've see, I see that in horror films when you're like a demon or possessed by a demon or something. I've never seen that with vampires. And if it's based off of a game, I don't know if that happens in the I don't game think it's. I think it's an homage to the game. I don't think it's. Uh, okay, so they don't have directly much. based on the game. I think it's homaging the game okay, somewhat okay. because the so. game also takes place in LA, like so. Mm-hmm. And there and there's a lot of that kind of body horror stuff going on in the game, honestly. So like, I think some of that is in there, but um, and and a lot of this like political vampire bullshit and different kinds of vampires that's yeah. all in there too. Um, and that's all based of, on a uh, tabletop game. Oh, is it? It reminded me of Left 4 Dead, where it was just like, here are the different types of zombies. And uh, so I didn't, but I didn't know what that might have been based off of. Um, But like, I appreciated the fact when you brought up the bendy vampires and everything, they actually hired like contortionists. contortionists? Yeah. Yeah. That that wasn't CGI. That was actual contortionists. They did a lot of like practical effects that I really appreciated because I don't think they're. Like they were like, well, I could just do it in CGI, and I'm like, ah, oh, but that's so lazy. Uh huh, and, and risky too. Like a uh, prey, where their their CG was terrible with those animals. Oh yeah, it was not great. But like, so like to me, I felt like they did a really like it was a nice amount of CGI. It wasn't too much, you know. And that fight in the hive with the Kasdan brothers, is, I, I can't remember what their names were. The the, the two the two oh, yeah, brothers yeah. that were yeah. with them. Oh, I loved that sequence. It was so good. That was and a all, lot. Yeah. It was a lot, but it was 
it was like they would they shouted it was a hive and i'm like i don't need you to explain that any further there's a mm-hmm. shit ton of vampires i got it like one yeah. word i was and trying so- to think of like is that the right word to you? And I think I was trying to think compared to supernatural. I think they called them nests, maybe. So I was trying to think like, do I like hive more? Like vampire hive versus vampire. And I, but I, I don't know. I think I like hive. Well, and one of the reasons why I like that sequence is that like I was, I was, I was doing something while it was playing off to the side. And then I realized this is too good. I can already tell this is a great action scene. So I paused Mm -hmm. it and then I came back to it. And I was about halfway through it, and I was like, wait a minute, is that Steve Howie? And so I rewound it and rewatched it again, and then I w- and looked it up, and I'm like, it is. Like, um, I, I'm pretty sure that's his name. He's Who married he to Sarah. Uh, he played one of the brothers. One of the, okay, okay. Uh and the other, and I also, it, like, in one of the reasons why I wound it back a second time um, is, yeah, it is Steve Howie, is that uh, I realized that he, only one of the brothers was doing most of the physical action while the oh. other bro- brother was doing mostly shooting. Steve Howie is not a martial artist. Uh, so he's the one who says buckshot, mouthwash, baby. Uh, and like, so he was doing mostly just shooting and the other brother was doing all the actual like kicking and uh-huh. flipping and all that shit. And because that guy is a martial artist and that's what he mostly does in movies. And like a lot of people have said, and I kind of agree with this. I felt like the brothers should have been in the movie more. They yeah. are definitely, they definitely set the movie up though for a sequel with all that El Jefe uh-huh. stuff. Like I knew that wasn't going to be our bad guy. I knew right. that was a sequel bad guy, like from the beginning. So to me, I was sort of like, okay, they're prepping for a right. A yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, yeah, and then <laughs> and, and then you know, Snoop Dogg at the end too. You're like, yeah, like he, of course he has to come back, and <laughs> you're going to be there later. Uh, yeah. And I, I know, I really enjoyed it, and I like, I don't know that a sequel will be good or whatever, but I, I thought this one was good. Well, uh, I mean, at least. There wasn't much like it wasn't as much like a character growth kind of movie where like they pretty much were flat care. The only thing would be Dave Franco's character where he kind of well, I mean, he also became a vampire, but like him <laughs> kind of gaining confidence and and stuff too. Like, but Jamie Fox kind of stayed the same throughout the whole thing. He kind of learned a little bit of stuff, but like over, it wasn't like a huge growth as far as just like no. I'm a sucky person and I need to learn how to work as a team and learn how to like that kind of thing though. So. I guess like that can be tough for sequels because like you like well you already learned your lesson like now like like that was an internal kind of conflict or like a growth that you need so then sequels something you have to go like externally because you've already learned that lesson or you need to help others so this one here it's just kind of like here's the next bad guy like I can see a sequel being fine because it's just like a continuation where like they're uh, but I don't know it could also suck but well I think the the main the major dramatic question and the in and the, and the big focus for the main character is actually about his family about reuniting his family yeah that's true that he was trying well oh that's what reminded me before was that uh, it was spy family but you go you, you finish your thought I didn't mean to interrupt well because it was about <laughs> it, like it's like stop lying to them like I know it's kind of hard to tell someone that by the way vampires exist and I kill them like they're probably going to think you're crazy unless there's a vampire in the room, which is when he tells her yeah. <laughs> because that's the only time that 
I mean, honestly, like this whole idea that like, oh, he's been lying this whole time. Well, you tell someone that vampires exist like, and see how well that goes over. Well, so that's why it reminded me of Spy Family, because it was one of those things, too, because I, I was saying last week about how like in Spy Family, the one guy's a spy, then he, he gets a pretend, like, a, well, he has to get a pretend family, so he has to adopt a girl, and she ends up being, she happens to be telepathic, and then he has to get a wife, and he convinces someone to, and she happens to be an assassin, and no one knows each other's secrets except for the daughter, because she's telepathic, it can read their minds. But, uh, but it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, if you're supposed to be a cutesy family story, you have a bunch of big lies going on between this, like, very immediate family, uh, new and it's just like I this seems like it's going to like there needs to be problems with it though if you're going to have a good morals and themes later is to show that these lies are not good to have and that's going to hurt you as a family and then you grow together and I'm not I'm only still only like five episodes in so I'm hoping as the as the show continues on that like they get to that point and so and then watching day shift it was like oh yep like here it is like where you show like the lie is not good for the family and that tore them apart and then he has to learn how to um oh god there's just so much more spam <laughs> porn spam in this chat um show like he had to change enough to but like even that too it he didn't change so much as he just finally just admitted the truth like there it was it still wasn't like a huge character change for him though um here's my thought is like when it comes to spy family, like I'm sort of like I can spies and assassins exist in the world I know. Yeah, <laughs> but well, if, you know, <laughs> like if someone told me I'm a spy and I'm like, oh, I'm like I might be shocked, like, and maybe but you can believe it more. But it, the, the likelihood of me believing it is much higher than if they told me they kill vampires Vamp. and vampires sure. exist. Although the so telepath like, thing is supernatural. Yeah, that's the organs. one that is hard, but it's the, the spies and the assassins one. I'm sort of like, well, yeah, those exist. So it's totally possible. In my world, vampires don't exist. And that's essentially where Jocelyn was, the wife. You know, like vampires right. don't exist. <laughs> so it's like, how do you tell that? <laughs> I, but I, 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 but I think, and I understand the difficulty. I mean, like even real life problems and stuff too, it could be difficult to tell people things, but there are ways like, you know, like, oh, take a picture of a vampire. Like you show the fangs, you show that they're like in the mirror. You don't get to see, you don't see that. Like take a video or something. They're like, there are ways to show evidence and you have like, and if they don't believe you, like, well then like you, like you work toward it a, a way. Like I understand it's, can't it's difficult to like say but like because they exist it's easy enough to be able to prove so i, I don't I think just, it's like too i think until vampires in the room i think most people would want to commit you like well, let's honestly I would, if i were him i would be like yeah like this is what i do like here and then i'd show you like hey let me go like i'll, I'll take you to that that uh, the guy who buys the teeth i'll take you to the organization that i work for i'll show you pictures i'll say like i'll show you a real life vampire and just be careful like i'll protect you like i would be prepared to like show <laughs> but, but the same thing for everything though too it's just like uh, if i need to explain something like here's my evidence to like <laughs> yeah the thing i want to say so i just take that for the same thing as far as like vampires i just <laughs> i think it's harder if you don't have any proof at all of, of anything but like when they exist and they're all around you i don't think it's that hard to like get her to believe you because you can't i think get you definitely 
should do it before she has she gets pregnant though yeah like and you're way involved. earlier unless you like, like way way, way, way earlier i don't know this. how long he's been a vampire so i can't remember if they mentioned it but like if it didn't start until after they had already had a child like if i don't know how long he'd been involved but yeah if you were already in this profession before like when you started dating yeah like talk like bring this up early on like you kept it for so long like that's gonna ruin all of your relationships so. when you're gonna move in Probably that's yeah, the moment. Yeah. I think that's the moment. And I and I'll tell you why. Because now you're cohabitating, which means when you it's go home. Explain. No, not that. It's the fact that your partner is now at risk. Oh yeah. Because yeah, if that someone too. Okay. follows you home, like you they're you're putting yeah. them at risk. <laughs> yeah, I hate when you're just anytime like, oh you even for him, he's like, Hey, you're in danger, like you need to pack up and do it. Like, why? Like what's happening? Like I want to know these things ahead of time. Like, I don't want so, uh, someone I'm living with or like have lived with to just like spring this on me, though. I'd be so angry with that. <laughs> like, I want, I, I, that's why I don't like with like the even superhero stuff with the secret identities as much, though, where like, oh, I'm, they don't, can't know because I, I need to protect them. And then, but it's like, I, uh, that hurts them more though because then you can't be prepared because then like I, if I know you're Spider-Man at least I can like choose to like hey I'm not going to like yeah like let's separate let's not be involved but at least I know now these things like that like I could be in danger and I can protect myself more though rather than like I'm just not going to tell anyone anything and if something happens to them they're going to be totally thrown off like uh, taken by surprise unprepared and I have to save them because I didn't do anything to warn them. Well, and my problem actually with that, and especially specific to Spider-Man, is that like I'm not going to tell anyone to not to to make sure that they're not in danger, and then randomly, villains pick his family and friends to fuck with, not because he's Peter Parker and he might take pictures of Spider-Man, not because he is Spider-Man, just because they happen to be there. Because the writers are like, we have to add an extra layer of tension to this. So it's like, Spider-Man, after so many instances of the villains choosing your family, not because you're Spider-Man, do you think that maybe it's not related anymore? Yeah, (laughs) maybe they should just get a heads up and like, or... Yeah, I know, I I just, because they always, like, it doesn't matter if you tell them or not, they're going to be in danger because Mm -hmm. these are creative narratives. Yes, of so course, yeah, bullshit. like, so going to be written in, but uh, <laughs> generally, like, when you know, when you're in a world of, like, supervillains and stuff, too, like, yeah, let me warn people or, like, let them know that, and that I can be more helpful. Yeah, so, I don't know, but that's separate, to, it was, I guess, similar to the vampire thing. They're like, when I know that vampires exist, I want to, I would tell people about it and try and show them evidence to say, like, hey, thing, it's dangerous out here let me try and prepare you for the world as especially as a father that I'm like hey let me prepare you how to to protect yourself yeah well it's not like in supernatural the the boys they just drive around they don't put down roots and marry someone like and endanger their lives until the end not yeah not till the end I don't know I didn't watch the end but for the years years they don't involve themselves with people like normal people and not tell them Mm-hmm. Like, you know, almost every person they meet that's normal, they meet them because they're in danger from a monster. Yeah. <laughs> you <Yes>. know, <laughs> like, that's right. how they met. They Like, oh, what was your meat cute? I saved him from a werewolf. Like, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, but like, 
I don't, I definitely don't think that it's responsible to not tell someone that you have this risky, dangerous job. I mean, it's like, I mean, the same is true of like cops and, and like people. Yeah. Like they, their family has to take extra precautions. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. So it's like, if you're going to work in a risky position, you can't hide that shit from your family. That's fucked up. And right. so I agree with you there. Like, I mean, it's, it's harder when like, yeah, you have to go through this extra hurdle of proving that this danger is even possible, but yeah. like you should do it. Like you should. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Then other, other uh, things too that I had, I was confused by the mom. Was it Joss, Jocelyn, whatever. Um, was she was just gonna like? Oh, did they have official shared custody like in this divorce or separation or whatever it was? Because she was just gonna move to Florida, but like told him, but kind of did it in this like afterthought though, where she's like already preparing and trying to do that. And he's like, and he, Jimmy Fox is just so surprised by like what? Like you can't be like I'm gonna take my mom up on an offer, sell the house, and go live with her in Florida. And like what? Like you're you're <laughs> on decent enough terms with your ex here who's in an involved father that your daughter loves still like that they they have a good connection despite his his maybe uh, absences sometimes because of uh, you know work and the vampire stuff but like but to move states without like first consulting the like I, I know people who who can't leave uh, like who are separated though but like have a child and then that's just like like okay like uh, you know we're sticking around the area because like that's like the pa- other parent is still around too though like um and it's I, I just thought like what a bitch to do that like how that you I mean like you guys don't outwardly hate each other like you might be angry with them but like clearly you're at least on speaking terms and like you were friendly enough so that was a bitch move to make to try and be like oh yeah actually I might be moving from California to Florida and I wasn't mm-hmm. really talking to you about it like I don't know like that, a, so that really it is a very sh- like both of them like honestly both of them have fucked up like he yeah. fucked up with that whole not telling mm-hmm. her about the danger and everything she's fucking up in the fact that she's all like oh springing this on you i'm, a, I'm taking our kid and leaving and yeah. i mean i can totally believe that's possible though because it is california <laughs> and Probably she does have full custody because it's fucking California. Well, that's what I. But well, and I was wondering, yeah, like if she does officially have full custody, that's one thing. But then when you're still like at least on friendly terms, then then you should like that's I don't know. It's not even like there are circumstances in which you don't like. I went through that as a child. Like my when my parents got divorced, my dad in California got full custody of me. So like, and that's difficult to do. So just knowing that though, like that, like, yeah. my mom had problems. We moved to Pennsylvania without telling her. Um, and so like, so she had no idea. Like we had it and just because of all the stuff that was going on, like she couldn't know until after we had moved. So like, but like, that's an extreme circumstance. And I don't think that like for people who are at least on like in like well enough speaking terms that you're like visiting and uh, all that like you expect him to pick up the kid from school or yeah. to take her to school. Yeah, that you're yeah. You're, <laughs> if she has full custody and you're like, hey, can you pick her up at this party? Can you pick her up at school? Like that sounds pretty shared, and like you're allowing mm-hmm. this. To, like, yeah, like I so I don't know. I just the 
really annoyed me as far as like the writing goes that like that they just kind of threw that in like oh yeah like here's here's your you know, conflict for the story is that like you might lose your family I'm like wow I just you could have written that in a little bit better that it was <laughs> like more of a struggle and that she like came I don't know it was it just made they me they wanted really to put that time crunch mom. on it yeah they really yeah wanted to put that time crunch on it like I I, I felt like that was like that's a little contrived like mm-hmm. how how much and and like you're sacrificing like ability of your characters for that time crunch like they definitely did uh, honestly um but like um at the same time like some of her concerns like i can't imagine that california is a cheap place to live not la not i mean god damn and she's like oh she needs prices or whatever and like and he's not actually bringing in money. Like, I'm not saying that, like, that excuses her. I'm saying I understand why she wants to go to Florida. I don't understand why, like, from a writing perspective, her slamming that in his face. Exactly. Yeah. So close to when she's actually going. Right. That's the yeah. problem. Exactly. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because if it were like, hey, we've been struggling for months, I've been like, this is it. Like, if it were, if he wasn't so surprised by it, though, too, where he just like, or it's like, oh, he kind of knew it might be coming. And like, here, and he did mention that later on. He's like, oh, she's kind of threatened uh, beforehand, but she never went. Like, this time it seems real. Like, like the, so that just wasn't enough for me though too where it was just like oh that he he's been panicking for a while here's the thing and he's finally coming down to it or like and then something happened with like that that made it like oh we only have the one week now there just needed to be a little bit more written in there for me to say that like oh they had a little bit more knowledge that did not make her seem like she was just springing this out of thin air because uh yeah like that i don't know well, like, yeah uh, like if the if the dialogue had been instead, I told you months ago we were moving. We, yes. And, yes. and he yeah, was saying, and, I didn't and believe he it. Said, I didn't believe it. Like he was mm-hmm. in denial this whole yeah. time. Yeah. And now he's seeing cast boxes. Yep. That could have been that's an easy fix. I would have been totally easy fine fix. with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's just <laughs> movie for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do that a lot, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, this is how it would be it would have worked better like and sometimes it's just like an easy tweak or two like it's uh, it honestly doesn't have to be that big of a deal usually and it's like oh you were so close to it being like reasonable but you 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 rushed it you rushed that script to production yeah. and i i feel a little pissed about that so it's just like like oh it's not that big of a deal it's just like a a small part like no like that was his like raison d'etre for the whole film (laughs) so it was just like then it needed to be uh, yeah better better scripted there just like it's not a big change it doesn't seem like it's not drastic it's not a drastic change all it like they could be it's the scene could play out almost exactly the same in the same place so the same amount of production value you just changed the lines that's all Mm -hmm. you did yeah that's not but you made it better that way and Mm -hmm. that's what i meant by not a big deal is that like it's not from a production standpoint it it should not have been hard to make that clean like so i agree (laughs) um well so apart from that 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 that's just like really I, I was bothered by that for a while but like the again Dave Franco was adorable but he did have the line too where he was just like I don't believe in guns and then Jimmy Fox <laughs> which you know generally dislike that I think it's stupid but and then and then Jimmy Fox is like asking why and he says 
uh, you know, they're immoral and killing machines. And then he, Dave Franco goes on to explain how he, like, I shot a squirrel and uh, with a BB gun and like, you know, and it made, and so they did like a little comedic bit where he had to do the squirrel. And, and you know, I'm sitting there and like, you shot a squirrel yourself. Like you aimed this gun and shot a squirrel and you're blaming the gun on the, like, it's one thing yeah, for people like- to like, uh, to be like, to separate and detach from it, to say that like, oh, guns, you know, kill people and all that too. Cause they've never held it. But when you actively do it and you shoot and you're blaming the gun, I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, I know. I hate, I didn't like that part either. Cause here's my thought is if he didn't have a gun, and he still wanted to hurt the squirrel, pick up a rock, throw the you rock at the squirrel. Yeah. You still hurt it. And it's like, it's still you. It's still you choosing yeah. to hurt something. That and just made me think like, that like you're like, you know, like a budding psychopath or something. If you intention, <laughs> like me, I was unclear if he did it by accident or if he intentionally like shot the squirrel and then like, oh no, like why, what did I, I didn't expect this to happen when I aimed a gun at this thing. Like. Uh, it was one of those morbid curiosity actions uh-huh. kind of thing. But yeah, I didn't like that either. But I also felt like like they're basically saying he's being stupid. Like the, the movie right. is not saying he's the smart guy. They, they play him off in the beginning as this total buffoon who's not capable. So I think for the most part, that sequence is feeding into that idea. Because it mm-hmm. is stupid. I it's absolutely so. stupid. My, yeah. I mean, and maybe I'm bothered because like people will still watch that who are against guns and they're like, yeah, mm-hmm, the gun <laughs> did it. Like, and maybe that's why it's like, but no, like the point is that like he's the dummy for that. Um, and and because it was also just and and hopefully like maybe that and that was the ten, intention too. It's like you work for a company that kills people. <laughs> like like so then what do you mean that like all oh, these are killing machines? Like that's why everyone here do, you go out in the field. You're killing. Like, well, I guess if you don't consider them a lie, you know, human annoyed anymore. Like that's one thing, but. Um, that was one thing I think Jamie Foxx learned though too because he at first he was like they're things or whatever but then he had friends like you know Dave Franco becomes a vampire like everyone and they're like oh I can control it I can choose to still be myself during this too so which I was hoping for I was hoping that like that would be the dynamic that they'd end up uh, I think they should have played that a little harder though yeah, like, I agree with I that. think they yeah. should have hit they, they should have hit because like Jamie Foxx is basically just like Oh, I guess you're okay. And it was racist. He was racist towards vampires at the beginning, and then later on, it was just kind of like he was murdering them all. (laughs) Remember that? That's how racist he is. (laughs) It needed to be a bigger deal of for him to be like, oh, I, I'm gonna choose not to kill you. Like that, you're, you're still you. Like you, I mean, despite you trying to kill, like, yeah, there needed to be a a bigger uh, relationship fix i guess there yeah um there needed to be a bigger moment of him going so vampires can control themselves they don't have to be monsters it should have been bigger like it it definitely needed to be bigger and i i mean i love dave franco as a vampire he's really funny Mm -hmm. um (laughs) especially when he got shot and she's all like you're fine (laughs) (laughs) that made me laugh so long another bot (laughs) I know I really enjoyed him I know there we have so many like just a lot of let's talk about sex too much here apparently I don't know Um, but I 
Yeah. Uh, so overall, like I, I'm being very critical and like these particular things, like, but I'll still say like overall, I, I thought it was a fun movie. And, uh, and while I had like certain plot or dialogue issues, um, I, th- I thought it was well done. I thought it was like f- funny and, and I enjoyed it. Um, but there were just like, yeah, the small things that like didn't detract completely from, from the film. Like I could still like, you know, <laughs> accept it. Yeah, like I, I mean, I don't expect like perfection for the most part from um, uh, uh, com- action comedies, but I, I, I also am because I, because they're a genre I enjoy. But at the same time, it's like they could be cleaner. There's almost always a time when they could be cleaner, and um, and I'm not gonna just give them a pass. Like mm-hmm. no, you could you could do better, um, and there is a new chat in the poll, a, a new poll <laughs> in the chat. Oh, I don't oh. know what that was. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It's not showing up on. Oh, c- oh, because it maybe. Why is it not? Because is it because it's on top chat? What did it say? Most people just didn't watch it. Uncharted. Yeah, most people. Yeah. What did people say about Uncharted? Because it's not. Uh, They said uh, 69%. 69%. That's how we're getting on this spam. Yeah. uh, 16% liked Uncharted. 8% didn't like Uncharted. And 5% thought it was meh. Oh, okay. I didn't know the meh was an option. Okay, okay. Well, so then of those who watched it, there was still a decent amount who who enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I I think Uncharted and Day Shift were pretty close to me. That they were both just kind of fun action comedy movies that had that I had issues with, but overall it was just kind of like okay. It, I didn't hate it. Like it wasn't so terrible that I was just like I want to turn this off or so boring. <laughs> Like it kept me engaged enough that like the action is fun enough and the and the dialogue there's it was comedic enough to like keep me entertained throughout the movie. Um, but again, I, my bar is pretty low for a lot of things. I think I I put day shift like probably one or two points above. I'm surprised it's Uncharted. only one or two above. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. okay. I assumed well, it was because above. Uncharted was mostly meh to me. That was a meh movie. Yeah, it was not. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't okay. So maybe I I thought you disliked it more, but uh, so yeah, I (laughs) underestimated you. Yeah, yeah, that's That's fine. Okay, okay. Um, She's hungry. I'm sorry. I know. (laughs) Fine, we can wrap up here since we've been going for a while. Anyway, I need to go bring in the birds uh, (laughs) who are probably inside. So it's going to be so. I don't know if they're inside. Um, well, I guess, okay, we can wrap up. I didn't, I forgot about housekeeping again, totally. So just do that here now. Please like, share, subscribe. Uh, I don't think we have anything uh, in particular this following week, but we have book club, September 25th. Satanic. <laughs> I'm not helping you. <laughs> I, I think I keep wanting to say savagery, like not even just savage worlds, but the what is the book? A man, was it management of savagery or what? Uh, oh yeah, we did that. Yeah. That was the first book club I that, was part of. You're right, yeah, but uh, that was so long ago. But like that because it starts with S A, that's stuck in my head, and I want to say it every time. So Satanic Verses by Salman Rushdie, and uh, September 25th. 
at noon Eastern. Um, following one is October 30th, Slaughterhouse Five by Kurt Vonnegut. And uh, I'm getting there. What else is there? Uh, oh, I, I still don't think I set a date for the next bad movie club night, but probably, I don't know, maybe this Sunday. I'll have to I'll post in there. And I think we're going to try and watch They Them. If not this Sunday, then the following Sunday. Um, unless there are other nights. I asked people in there like if other nights work better. I don't know if other nights or times work better for you, Alex, generally. But um, so like I am open to like different times and days that people want to participate and cannot. Uh, anything else? I can't think of anything, but she's screaming. So, <laughs> okay. all right. Well, I'm. We'll say good night. I'm gonna run the end credits. If the baby goose is inside, I'll grab her and I'll show it post credits and see if uh, just so people can see it later on because she's big now but yeah have a good night everyone thank you for watching and we'll, we'll see you next time thanks for sticking around until the end if you're new to unsafe space Check out our deep content library that includes discussions with everyone from James Lindsay to Brett Weinstein. And please consider helping to fund our work by visiting unsafespace.com donate. You can find us on a variety of social media platforms, and you can find a community of like-minded individuals on our Unsafe Space Discord server, which is open to financial supporters at any level. We hope to see you there. Warning, this is an unsafe space. Dangerous ideas have been detected. The content of this production is known by the state of California to cause unregulated ideation that may be harmful to bureaucrats. Association with the following individuals, or tacos, is strictly prohibited. Apropos of nothing. I was just wondering how would you feel about another pandemic? Your president is in full control of his mental faculties. If you think about it, no one should be allowed to express opinions. But don't. Think about it, I mean. That's not your job. Thinking has been scientifically proven to be less efficient than compliance. Science, scientific, and scientifically are registered trademarks of the World Economic Forum. Unauthorized use is prohibited. Computer voice Curtis, never mind, that last line is fake news. Please disregard it and return to your safe space immediately. There will be cake.